0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
2: Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
1: Mum this Mother's Day. Find Calvin Klein Euphoria 100ml, $54.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz.
3: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
4: Tony Kim, look at him! He's got a new haircut! He's looking swish, eh, Good to see you, Louis Herman Watt and myself. We've got Aroha. Oh, listen to that voice, eh, isn't it? it just really lights up your day to start the morning off with a bang with the news update. Well done, Aroha. we got Joe and Kez in the kitchen cooking up some scrambled eggs and hopefully got Louis a, a nice McCafe coffee on the way. Speaking of coffees, mine should be here very very shortly. I had a long night sleeping in between two kids snoring and kicking me in the face and all of the above but it's okay I'm here I've made it. Big Thursday show for you coming up. Today marks a big day for horse racing in the South Island. It's only fitting as the weather is horrible down here in Christchurch Louis. It's raining Synthetic racing track will be unveiled today. And CEO of the and Jockey Club, Tim Mills, will join the show. Uh, Great news for the South Island. There's obviously one in Matamata and uh, Cambridge. Sorry, one in Cambridge. And um, the second one has been unveiled today in the South Island. So great day for horse racing in the country. And then after that, McCafe Coffee Catch-Up After 8 is with former WSL surfer Ricardo Christie as we get all the reaction to what's going on in the wsl mid-season cuts local young gun jack robinson taking out the margarita river pro some big names are missing after being cut after yesterday's events so we're going to rip into that chat throughout the morning no doubt and uh after eight we'll chat to uh 8 40s we'll chat to all black conditioning guru nick gill to chat about his plans for the Seasons Programme. Obviously heading into a big year of rugby they're taking on Ireland in June. And he's also just completed the Australian Ironman. So that is our show for today. Big, big show. We're going to uh, rip into it. I want to hear from you on the text machine, the temper Post text machine, double eight, double three, or even better, any time you want to debate something, you want to question something, give us a call on the Ken Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. That's enough from me. Gonna throw it over to those handsome two in Auckland. Morena team.
0: <laughs> Morena is he. Babe? Hey, more importantly, mate, how'd you go? Did you did your house pick up House of the Year? Did you win?
4: Judging's today, unc, and um we just had it getting cleaned and my wife was like, Hell No, are your two kids gonna be running an absolute muck <laughs> after it's <laughs> your been cleaned? So she, she
5: so, so you uh, moved out uh,
4: and <laughs> Yeah, I had to go to sleep somewhere else last night, um, but I, I had my sister down as well, so it's a big special day uh, in the DAG household. My sister's come down for the first time to spend a week with us, uh, with her two beautiful kids, Jordan and Harper, so we had a busy household, <laughs> and it was just a bit too close, so Daisy kicked us all out, <laughs> we spent a night in the hotel, and um, there was two beds, and my sister slept with her two girls, and I slept with my two kids, and it was a long Long night, I tell you. They just move, eh? And, like, there's, there's, it's a big bed. I'm in the middle because Tilly's like, Dad, sleep in the middle. I, wanna, you know, I want you right there. And I was like, oh, okay. Because whatever she says goes. So I slept in the middle. And, um, yeah, basically kids, they just they do everything. They smack you in the head. They roll over. They're lying sideways, feet on your nose. You know, like it's just the most Mate. uncomfortable sleep. Mate, little trick.
0: I'm gonna give you a little trick, okay? Mm. Whenever you get stuck like that again, all right, make sure because there's a bath in the hotel, eh? So what you do is yeah, you you yeah. get the big duvet cover, <laughs> and you and you lay it down really nice and comfortable in the bottom of the bath, and then you put the kids in bed with you and go yeah. to sleep, and you pick them up and you top and tail them in the bath, mate. And you have a beautiful <laughs> sleep for the night. Oh, that is good. I thought you were gonna say you sleep in the bath, but
4: that's even better. Chuck them in the bath oh, and they'll snuggle up. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. You've just made me realise. They don't realize fall out of the, the time bed, time mate. We went. <laughs> <laughs> they, they roll into each other, get up, and start having another fight. Um, mate, look, there's a time and and we were in the mountains. And we were at All Blacks camp, and I was rooming with Frank Halai. Uh, I remember big Frank from playing the yeah big frank anyway i was like oh man have a room with this fella oh my goodness the longest night i've ever (laughs) had snoring the house down snoring the house down and i'm sitting there i'm lying there i'm going okay what am i going to do here so i do everything go down the other end of the room but this is a big snore i go in the bathroom i move my whole bed into the bathroom i'm lying there i shut the door Still hear him, last resort. Had to turn the fan on to kind of cut out because the fan's better than that horrible noise that comes out of everyone's nostrils. Um, so, yeah, that's the story about me and Frank. We've that's all story. done
0: that, mate. We've all moved the bed to the bathroom. Don't worry about that. A, one of the, <laughs> see, one of the most horrible thing about um, being a professional athlete, oh, is people think you're living that, mm. that high life, you know, travelling around the world, playing football, and what they don't realise is sometimes you don't get to choose who your roommate is and... Oh, like I was, you know, I'm a little bit of a tidy bloke too, you know. Like I used to like oh. having my gear put around nicely and all that. Mate, you get an untidy bloke and a person that snores, like Izzy. Oh, <laughs> mate, and then you get those and then you get those hard fellas that go around and do things in your bedroom. You know what I mean? I've got some stories uh. about well, like that. Like CJ, <laughs> I got some stories about that, mate. Hiding stuff some places and doing things and hiding stuff. Oh, jeez, like it's just it isn't as as I used to say to people, mate. mate it isn't as, as like it's not made out to what you think it is you know like you come and nah. you, you get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and get to the airport and carry 400 bags to a bus and and go and sleep in a room with Frank Hallowey who snores like a dinosaur <laughs> you know what I mean it's yeah no nah, I had a real yeah. good week and then get beaten up and get beaten by 40 and go home you know get told off by the coach yeah no nah, I had a great weekend <laughs> Well
4: then, you're rooming with someone that's starting, eh, and you're not starting. you like, oh, well, when Lord you, when you sort
0: of when you yeah. sort of get have you know, a good game, you, you, <laughs> had it, you know, when you started getting better, you became a marquee player, and you're making the test team and stuff like that. You actually got to the manager before the team was named and said, "Mate, I'm rooming mm. with this guy." Like you talk to your roommate yeah. and say, but we're, we're rooming together." oh eh? yep, no sweet ass, Okay, you go to the manager before he makes the list and says, "Tell you what, you don't put me with anyone else except that guy." That's okay?
6: actually, a great, great yeah. question uh, from. Oh well, great point from you, Kempy question is you like, do say you were 'cause when you were absolutely like on fire, you were still a real youngster, so you probably didn't you were mm. loving rooming with the boys like the lads. But like say like the I don't know, the Mars or the DCs or the Richies, do they just do they either have did they have their own room or did they choose who they got to room with? Like was there a hierarchy in that sort of situation or was it all blacks all equal? Um
4: the all yeah, there wasn't nah, all blacks we all had, always had roomies. I guess the guys were like that, like you had the DCs, Mills, the Kevies, the Richies. it is a positive. They obviously get well looked after, but probably a negative for those blokes is, oh, I don't know if it's a negative, but anyway, the new guys always get put with the, the senior guys. So if you're new in the team, my first three weeks I went from, I went Mills, and then I went Joe Rocofoco. He's obviously the starting winger, been around for a while. And then I went. I think it was Richie, Richie, um, and <laughs> up in uh, at North Harbour. We we roomed together there. And then I flew to Australia, and I roomed with Kivi. So I did the whole backseat in my first five weeks, and you know, I was sitting there going, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you're sitting there, do you want a cup of tea? Okay. Yes, <laughs> you yep, sit on in your bed, and then you, you're like, oh, I, I, I know you stay there, you stay there, I'll get it for you. I'll get it for you. Get up, and you just start doing little, little things, mate. So it's awkward. Um, it's pretty daunting. It's awkward. It's awkward. But it's, it's, it actually, you know, as a young guy, you're going into a new environment, and what you've done previously wasn't enough. So, and then you go into this new environment, you kind of got to taste, okay, what it, what it really means to be a fully-fledged athlete and a professional. Like, you've seen these guys, um, you know, just doing everything to get their body, their minds in shape. They're constantly in their box, constantly on the computers, uh, looking at analysis, looking at teams. They're, they're planning their whole week, not just a day, they're planning their week, probably even next week. So, just learning all those little things from the pros, as a young fella, you're just mind blown. But then you get a real understanding of of what what's needed to make it at the at the next level. So it is a scary prospect, but it's actually um, benefiting and helping these kids, uh, these young players, fit in and and get what it, you
0: know. Did you ever level. make it to the back seaters? Uh, I was pretty
4: yeah, I was pretty close. I think I was one one off. I could have been I could have been there. Um, but I was there. Yeah, I was about one off. About I think I was front, yeah one on the left before the back seat, redo and. And I think Dane Coles were there and, and those. on oh, no, Rita, the captain doesn't sit on the back seat in the AVs. Yeah, he sits um about three rows forward. That's, that's the skipper's seat and the back seat's usually the the big dogs. But, nah, I was pretty close, but,
6: yeah, just wasn't really responsible enough to get there. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know what, when Izzy's sitting there talking about you, you rent these guys with your first month with the All Blacks, you're learning how to do all this stuff, I'm thinking, like, so then what happened next when you in roomed with Zach Guilford and Corey Jane? Like <laughs> did it all just go out the other air? <laughs> ah yeah,
4: yeah, it did. It did. And you you touched on that um scenario when we got we got to pick uh, Roomies. I actually did. I went up to Gilbert and Oak and I was like, Gilbert, you know, like me and Corey Jane were are we're playing um, yeah, some good rugby and, and things and I went up birdie, honestly, you know, like the whole week, you just want to feel relaxed, you, you know? We, we just want to feel, you know, just calm, you know? And me and CJ, we really do that for each other. We really do that for each other. And we were playing well at the time, so he started, you know, believing it and doing things. And really, just, we are running an absolute muck up there. So. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, on the weekend, got the job done. That's all that matters, mate, you
6: know? That's exactly the money, right. Get the treat. Um, Kimpi was actually Izzy, before we came on air? And uh, if anybody's got any more uh, questions, best roomy, worst roomy, double eight, double three, send them through. I like—I I love this stuff as a as a fan. It's so interesting to hear. Send them through on the Temper B Post text machine. Izzy, before we came to air this morning? Kimpy's showing me this video from a, this grainy footage. Like, looks like the sixties. It um, <laughs> was it grainy. It looked like
0: it, it, looked like it happened yesterday. <laughs>
6: mm. These these guys who honestly look like from first, a handheld, handy hands. It looks like first for Dean Rugby today. And and these guys, little twig legs, and there's this dude with his number six on his back. And the first thing I noticed, he took it to the line pretty hard, ball in two hands, took it to the line and he's setting himself up, and then he nails this field goal from about 35 in front to win the game. He's like, look at the crowd, look at the crowd. And then he runs, po- clapping pol- politely. And I was thinking, has he got shoulder pads on? No, it was Tony Kemp. And you should have seen the look on his face when I said, does he have shoulder pads on? It was like oh, I was oh. about to wear one of the Cut shoulders right through my chin. Cut it. Remember,
0: remember those days? I remember when Rugby Union guys started wearing shoulder pads. I thought, why would they wear shoulder pads? Like, seriously, you know? And, uh, and when... when, when as he said to, when Louis said to me is he about, oh, you're wearing shoulder pads, it's pretty insulting, mate. It's pretty
4: insulting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compliment, too. Huh? You've it's- got fantastic shoulders. How rounded are they? They haven't even moved an inch.
6: <laughs> it's pushed him, button I've never seen on him before. He's, oh. like, he's fully arced up. Like, the back's gone up. Like, yeah. excuse
0: me? No, well, we, we're talking about one of the questions today is, like, who's uh, – uh, I think one of the questions was going to be, Kez never put it into the quizzy dag, was um, who's kicked the most field goals in the NRL? That's how this whole conversation yeah. started. And then old, old Mr. Litty Louis Litt, asked me, whether or not um, I'd kicked any field goals. And I went, Oh, yeah, no, I kicked a few in a day. And, and I, went, I went, Oh,
7: boy, but <laughs> <it>? you said, <laughs> Back in yeah, my day? Hundreds.
0: And, <laughs> and, then, and then I went, oh, actually, yeah, there is this one that I've seen going around. So I just searched it, and sure, sure enough, it popped up at Henley. We're playing Wigan in the. <laughs> And a camera. Well. You've got yeah. it on save Cam- on Cam- everything. <laughs> 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 yeah. no, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. True story. No, no, I haven't. But I found it. But I found it, and I played it. For, and I played it for Louis. Hit it from fifty out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's funny. laughs> Headwind. No, nah, it was pretty cool. At Headingley, wasn't it? At Headingley. Yeah. At Headingley against the mighty right. Wigan Wigan Warriors. Um, you know, with all the great names, It was a great day that day. Uh, I said to I said to, I started naming some of the players, is he? And then I remember that Louis yeah. like twelve and he'd have yeah. no yeah. idea who these legends are, mate. So uh, I was going, Oh, the other's Martin of Fire and yeah, you know, got Inger out there and Dean Bell and um oh you know Lee Crooks plays in there. Like I'm thinking, and then I went, Oh no, mate, you wouldn't even have a clue who I'm these thinking, guys I'm are. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if they put someone on the moon by
6: this stage, <laughs> like,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, unless you've attempted one, Kenpi, unless you've had a nudge at it. I um uh, I, te- I actually attempted one, this was in the uh, semi-final of the World Cup but against Australia and the worst thing about this is Aaron Cruden has just slotted one, absolutely smacked one right down the middle against Australia in the semi-final, second half, we're up by I don't know, about 12 anyway, we're on there 22, we're just to the left on the 15 metre and we're not going far. And I'm just thinking, okay, if, if, if Crude not do it, we call him Cruds. If Cruds can do it, I'm gonna step back in the pocket and have a nudge. pity looks at me. pity looks at me. He goes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, hit me, <laughs> hit me. <laughs> and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, hit me. I'm waiting. And I've I've been I've been practicing this in training all the time. And I'm smacking it through the middle. You anyway, know, I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, ready, get it, bro. And I just got us go to kick it. And I, you know, just. Just fell, fell off a little bit. You know, I've sliced it. I've sliced it. And it's gone about 15 metres, and it's James O'Connor standing under the post, like, and about 10 metres in front of it. That's how close it got. It was miles away. He stands there, bang, catches it, just pumps it down the other end of the field, back to our 22 rolls out, and I'm just running back with my head through my legs, and all the boys are just get ripping into me. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, sorry. Don't ever try that again, Izzy. Oh. <laughs> That's the only time
0: we ever gave it a nudge, mate. Yeah, yeah well, at least you tried. At least you tried it, as you know. It's, um... <laughs> There's
6: no moment too big for our Izzy eh? in the Redemption Island of the World Cup semi-final. After that week, oh, I love it.
0: <laughs>
6: oh, I only did it because we're up by twelve. We're up by one, maybe when they had a nudge. <laughs> That's so good. You and Pity <laughs> oh. and CJ, all of the yarns this morning. Um, messages on 8833 and Temper Bead Post Text Machine. Keep them coming through. And throughout the morning, 0800 150 811. That's the Kennard's Higher phone line. We're going to talk a, a variety of things, including the Warriors. We're going to talk Cody Nikorima up after 7.20 this morning. Uh, he's gone. A lot of you suspected it, and it's happening. So off to the Rabbits. We'll talk about that. Black Ferns, their first squad has been named. We're going to get into that and find out and have a look at what names are missing and why that might be after this. You're mm. listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz over there doing the good work with the Calcutta Knight Riders, getting a big W the other day. Kempian Studio here with the Chemist Warehouse, great supporters of ours, great savings every day. Zed. 25 minutes past 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, the Black Ferns have named their squad for next month's Pacific Four series. Uh, lots of attention, passion around the Black Ferns, as you would be well aware if you're listening to our show, over the last wee while following this review. And a couple of interesting emissions from this squad. The most notable, Les Elder. Uh, she's been the captain of this squad since 2019, Aloise Blackwell, one of the senior leaders. She was one of the vice mm-hmm. captains on last year's Northern Tour, along with Renee Wycliffe, who have been left out. Now, a couple of interesting comments from Wesley Clark, their assistant coach. There are a number of players for, with various niggles and things like COVID disrupting their preparation. It's important those players get a good opportunity to put their best foot forward for selection for the World Cup. This is a good opportunity for them to get their bodies right and themselves in really good mm. condition. Is he is it strange that you wouldn't bring them senior players like that in the squad at all?
4: Um, yeah. Mate, uh, no, they're just they're just making their stamp pretty loud and clear early, really. The um I was looking through the team and I was like, Where's Lizelda? You know, like, obviously she's captain and then Roy bond she's taken over from the Captain C um, playing 10, she's been there for a very long time, so she's got the experience. But yeah, just um, interesting that they've, they've missed it. And you, you read in between the lines, and I've been coached by Wayne Smith, and I know his demand that he has on his athletes to be in t- at the top of their, their game physically and mentally. And I think uh, with these ladies, that they haven't said it, but I think they'll probably physically off the mark and they're not quite there and this kind of sets the precedence if you're not there early, and um, doesn't matter if you played 60 games, you played 30 games, you're the skipper last year, if you're not physically met ready then you're not going to be a part of this team so that's kind of what I'm reading, um, the, the door's not shut for them obviously, I've been dropped before because I've physically haven't been in, in the shape I probably should have been, Go makes you work harder, gives you a bit of a bang in the nose and um, you know, it makes you have a reset button so... Yeah, this ain't over for those girls, but it just really sets the mark early that they they need to change a few things. If you're not physically fitness right up to, to where you need to be, then someone else will be, and that's why they've picked this team. So, yeah, it sets a good good
0: scene early, Uncle. Yeah, good message. I I like it. I, I listened to Aroha uh, name the team yesterday on SENZ, um, Done a fantastic mm. job, Aroha. And and I agree with you totally. I think I think it's put the it's put the cat amongst the pigeons. Uh, Wayne Smith put put a line in the sand and said, "You know, you want to make this team. Uh, don't expect to be just be picked because your name of your name. You need to be um, hitting some marks." I'm really happy about uh, Ruhi Dermont uh, getting the getting the mm. captaincy. I actually coached uh, Ruhi um, with my daughter in the North Arbor Touch team back, way mm. back uh, in high school with with um, with Glenn Osborne um, with the North Harbour team went to the Nationals won those and, and her and her sister were two fantastic players so to, to see her being named uh, at the highest I, I just thought man for her her sister her mum and dad to be named as, as captain of that black jersey tenei ki rohi tō mahi um in and getting that role so um, yeah real I think I think great that Wayne Smith's done that. I, mm. like I, I looked at it and went, Well, you know, you might have been a legend or thought you're a legend and you've been left out and did not pick the captain. Mm. Is a big one.
6: Yeah, and look, mm. in sports, what you what you guys are saying is completely correct. And there are there are mitigating circumstances, as was pointed out. There are COVID, there are niggles, there are things that contribute yeah. to this. So it's not this is not an out and out. You are not fit enough. You will not be in the squad. It's we yeah. need to give you more time to get back to the place where you can join the squad and deliver to our expectations. Because this is going to be a slow burn for the, the Black So They're not going to come out and all of a sudden be world beaters the first time they play under Wayne Smith. Is he?
4: No, 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 for sure. You got you got to give them time, but this is pretty much just just that he knows where he need, he needs to go. You know, we spoke to Rachel Burford the other day, and she spoke about where the English side are at. Uh, the, the Black Ferns have got a hell of a long lot long way to go. They've got time, and what I love about this squad too, he's got a he's got a mix of um experience, and he's also shown some new faces the opportunity, uh, to to have a wee crack. You got Tafito, Laffaeli, uh, Natalie Delamere. Uh, you've also got Tanya, Cullum Valley, uh, Lucy Anderson in the front row. So he's, he's brought in a lot of youth to, to um, cater for, for the experience side too. So yeah, it's not over for those, those girls, don't get me wrong, but this is just an opportunity for them to go away, work extremely hard and, and earn that opportunity to, to represent that jersey again.
6: Yeah, bingo, Izzy. And if you want to um, hear what Rachel Burford, so she played over 80 times for uh, England. She's on all the world rugby women's committees. Very, very passionate about the women's game. Has a great read on exactly where the different programs are at. You can head to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, our podcast channels. You can go check that one out from Tuesday morning. Really intelligent conversation with Rachel there uh, from her behalf, of course. (laughs) She was really (laughs) propping it up in those stakes. It is half past six o'clock this morning, loveracing.nz Lads, I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell us all exactly who we should be watching in Queensland this weekend. If you're a racing fan, it's not over. We have some ripping racing to get into, so listen close up after Aroha. Here she is with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. DMZ, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 27 away from 7 o'clock this morning. uh us 7 this morning. It's Quizzy Dag. Oi. Oi. V8 Supercars. Supercars <laughs> heading to the Goldie. The Goldie 500 with Willamont Travel. This is an incredible experience. The winner of Quizzy Dag every day goes in the draw for that. Uh, experience you and a mate. Izzy's declared himself the mate already, so you. I mean, that is that is up to you if you want to take Daggy. You've heard his rooming stories, and if you missed that, head to our podcast channels and you can hear him talking about what sort of roomy he was. I love a tourist. <laughs> I love a tourist. <laughs> I believe it. Um, so that's Quizzy Dag coming up, and of course, Chemist Warehouse, House of Fragrances. We have you a fragrance to get stuck into uh, to to give away before the end of the show for Mother's Day as well. But I did tease it that. Look, we have got the racing doesn't stop just because it's winter. Today we're at the Riccarton, the synthetic. So you, you know I don't need to give you track conditions from Riccarton. We'll ask Tim Mills after seven o'clock exactly what a synthetic is, if you're kind of wondering um, what we're talking about. We'll, we'll get Tim Mills, the CEO of the Jockey Club down there at Rickerton in Christchurch, to tell us exactly what we're talking about. So that's today. You don't have to worry about the track conditions. There's a Riccarton racing meet on Saturday. There's one at Tarapa. But boys, across the ditch on the Gold Coast, we've been talking about this Kiwi contingent going over there to raid some prize money. Uh, And it is nice prize money in this Queensland carnival. Well, we head to the Gold Coast kind of for our first stop this weekend. And I was really, really Mm. buoyed to see the amount of Kiwi inclusions. And I'm just going to go through the fields and and pick out a couple that I think we should all be following and keeping an eye on. The first one would be race number three at the Gold Coast, the uh, 4X Gold Coast Cup. It's a 2,400 metre race. Now, we we have a bunch of chances in this race who are all fit and will all give a really good sight because they've had a lot of racing in them recently. At the top of the book, Opie Bossin does the riding, and he's ridden this horse to two wins previously, Swords Drawn for Sean Ritchie and Cole Murray. Now, this is... A pretty tidy galloper, to be honest. He's rated 92 now, the Camelot. Um, He's actually a stallion still. Possibly an arm and a leg. Okay, is he? Well, forgive and forget, (laughs) brother. $8.50, $2.70, each way all day with OP up from Barrier 6. Very, very diverse. Uh, Has one on good tracks, soft tracks, heavy tracks. None of it bothers him. As we go down the book, we've got Calvin Tyler. He's got Dunhill. Now, Dunhill's been going some really nice races down south in southland and it's a pretty talented pin gelding and then the smoky in the field now this was Tiako's smoky that they took over and you know david ellis and mark walker are no mugs right they're not taking a horse all the way to the gold coast just to run it down the track karen mcavoy rides soprano supreme who is coming off two wins on the trot the contributor mayor uh she loves she she looks like she's always been a staying type she looks like she'll love it over ground. Again, she can get the good tracks. She can get the soft tracks. She's only hit the nine starts, but with the lightweight, $7.240 each way all day. Soprano Supreme. That's in race four mm. there. Then we've got the TAB, uh, so race three, T- race four. The TAB Ken Russell Memorial Classic. Uh, Slipper Island. This is one of Pikey's really talented two-year-olds that he's taking over. Tony Pike. Lethal, Lee thinness has gone over to ride his Kiwi horses so Slipper Island it's a little bit wider in the market it's only had the two starts it's going to be really hard to stack the form up for the two-year-olds for me this would be a watch and wait see how Slipper Island goes this week and then we'll work out whether we want to back it next start as I go through the fields uh, into race number six um sorry sorry bear with me seven Into race number seven, we've got the Brandon's Gold Coast Guineas. This is a Group 3 race. Of course, being a Guineas, it is a three-year-old race. And this is where the nice horses turn up this weekend at the Goldie. Um, well, this, this is the start of it. Sword of State for Opie Bossin, Mark Walker, in the Cambridge Stud Colours. The deal was done for the sort of State to become a stallion. He's beautifully bred. Snitzel out of in the vanguard. They really need some Australian black type, so some Australian group success if they want to turn him into a commercial stallion. So sort of State at $5, $2. He has gone to Australia, but he was a lot smaller. He's not a big horse. He's strengthened... And his ageing, I don't know how he's going to stack up against these ones. Meritable for Andrew Forsman is the other Kiwi horse in the race, and Meritable is a, a really talented horse. He, he ran a huge second in the 2000 guineas. So keep your eye on that one. And then the race of the day, lads, head and shoulders. Well, when you get Zaki at the top of the book mm. in the AD Hollandale Stakes, you know it's a good race. So Zaki, Annabelle Nishim has decided she's not sending Zaki to the Northern Hemisphere. She's going to go up and have a crack at the... Uh, uh, the Doombin Cup, like he won last year by about a million lengths, so he's he's starting his Queensland prep in the Hollandale Stakes, and unfortunately for Coventina Bay, Sam Collett and Robbie Patterson, they have the really good draw of three, but can she beat Zaki at a dollar sixty-five? I don't think so. Can she run a really good race? Mm. Of course she can. Opie Boston jumps on the former Kiwi poly Gray for Chris Waller as well for more Kiwi connections. So there you go. There's all the Kiwi action out of uh, Queensland this weekend, Izzy. That Hollandale is a ripping race.
4: Oh, mate, I'm going through the whole thing. It's pretty exciting for Kiwi horses to see how they match up. I, go over there. I was just looking at that race here, Zaki and Coventina Bay. Obviously, Coventina Bay uh, lost its last one against on Trivier. Um So, yeah be interesting to see how it matches up hey just a quick question i'm probably gonna speak for many listeners out
6: there but when you say black type Mm -hmm. can you just explain what that is please so black type and i always i do should apologize for the jargon it's it does get i kind of get carried away don't I? um so black type is like kempi with cinerama you want for a black type is essentially the easiest way to put it it's like a listed stakes or group race like a like a a okay. race that's not an open handicap or just through the grades it's got some prestige to it so for a mere, like Cinerama, she got black type on how many occasions? Three or f- two or
0: three or four? Yeah, I think th- uh, three, three or four occasions so far. You know, her, her, her best one was her second to Melody Bell, obviously, um, but in a,
6: in a Group One, which is the, in the a group best one, black, type. which is
0: which is the best black type. Mm. So yeah, Group races basically. When you hear black type, you think Group oh, yeah, Group really. races. So if you've run Group One, Group Two, Group Three, and and run a place or won it, then you've got black type. And what that means is, is that when they become a, a mare or a stallion, um, when you go to, for instance, the Caracas sales, then you go to the, the Prestige, yeah. the, the the Book One sales, they're black type horses. Yeah. So they're coming out of group horses.
6: Or. Or, um, yeah, and you look through the book and you see, okay, so this is stakes performed, this is Group 1 performed, and it really becomes quite a sticking point. And that's for the mares. And look, obviously, the, the nice. thing, the most obvious thing that comes with black-type races is the prize money. So the Hollandale stakes today, mm. it's a Group 2, but they're running for 543000 which would make it probably our fifth richest race in New Zealand, I think, um, or thereabouts. Mm. So it's over the 1,800 metres. I'm saying Coventina Bay's got a chance to run a place. If she wins... I'll apologise to Robbie myself. I'll drive to Taranaki and I'll I'll leave a, a box on his <laughs> doorstep. But
0: um, Just go up to the gap, mate. They'd love to rip replicate. What's our up best there.
4: chance? What's our best chance for for a Kiwi horse, Louis? What do you reckon? On Saturday? Yeah, at, the, at Goldie.
6: I I think it's swords drawn <laughs> each way in the uh, mm. in the Gold Coast Cup. To be honest, I think it's it's got a little drift going, but I actually think swords drawn's ready to go. And I know Opie was excited to jump on.
0: Um, I, I look I think given their form, given their form and the and the time that they're heading over there and the tracks and the and everything stacking up for them, I think each one of those horses is a decent place bet.
6: Yep. Yep, you're right, yeah. Kempi. They are. So we'll watch them with a lot of pride and a lot of interest. That is Loveracing.nz and you can go and check out all the form for those horses we just spoke about. Uh, loveracing.nz, your home for everything, thoroughbred racing. Your home for everything a chance to go to the Goldie five hundred. It's Quizzy Dag. Come on. Oi, oi. 0800-150-811. The winner of Quizzy Dag each and every morning goes in the draw to head to the Goldie 500. It's one of the great sporting events. All you got to do, give us a call. Take on the Quizmaster 0800-150-811. Dead.
4: me asking all these questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win, supercars on the line, 800 150 Eight, eleven, you're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke? It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most? It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Uh, yeah, you heard it, you heard it. We're going to the Gold Coast on that other ticket. All right, every win off, Quizzy Dag, goes into the draw to win an epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast. 500 experience, including flights and accommodation, thanks to Willamette Travel Champions, Champions, Champions. Here we go. Good luck. we got Mark up first. Morning, Mark. Big
0: hey, good boys. Yeah, good, Mark. Yeah. I was, never, I was yeah. never a good
4: opening batter, I'll tell you that. <laughs> 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 well, well, today's your day, brother Today's your day, Mark yeah, You might be going to the Gold Coast Here we go, good luck Who are Stephen Adams' Memphis Grizzlies Playing in the second round of the NBA playoffs? Oh, no idea
8: Final right. friends straight off the bat <laughs> Their
0: cousins play at Mount Smart
4: <laughs> Their cousins play at Mount Warriors Yeah, pay it That's correct Uh, Phone a friend Question question number two You're on your own brother Real Madrid and Manchester City Face off today in the Champions League Semi-final Which team have already booked themselves In the final? Bye
8: boys Chelsea (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <Chelsea>. <laughs> not bad It's not Chelsea Sorry Marky Have a good day brother About Charlie.
0: 300 cases. north Charlie.
4: Morning,
5: morning Charlie Morning oh, How are um,
0: the Angus
8: introduction mate <laughs> yeah.
4: Thank you Thank you Who's Which team Have already booked Themselves in the Champions League Final Liverpool Liverpool Is correct Question number three Who is the current top top was well, the current current top try scorer in the NRL? Sorry about that. Tongue twisted to that one. Oh, uh,
7: mate, I, I've got no idea. I'll give me a clue. I'll, I'll still talk to you right now,
0: mate. Uh, <laughs> what are we going to give you this one?
6: Well, I'll give you a clue. Kempe, it's it's Kempe too easy. It Kempi thought it was Corey Oates. It sounds like
0: Corey Oates. Five. Mate, I've got no
6: idea. Four. I, I don't
5: know.
0: Oh, sorry Charlie.
4: Have a good day, mate. We're gonna to get go to a Ritchie in up a heart ritual, no.
9: Oh, oh, I don't think so with that clue. Um oh the kids Pattenhausen.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> sounds like Corey Oates. Hang on, Peppenhausen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Richie.
4: We're going to go to Brett and Huntley and we know he don't Google and we know he doesn't ask. How many of
0: those those tops have you gone through, brother? How many many Uh, of those
8: tops? I don't even drink white petrol and I feel hungover sniffing all those things, I'll
4: tell you what, Xavier Coates wasn't in there either. (laughs) 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 Nailed it. Xavier Coates is correct, Brett. Two more, brother. Question number four. Which Crusader has been suspended for three weeks due to a high tackle? Oh, the Broke Townsville. Yeah. Yeah, Here it is, mate. Here it is. is. Here it is. Here it is. Question number five. Which NFL team? (laughs) Which NFL team holds the record for the most consecutive... Consecutive (laughs) losses in modern era with 26. NFL era.
9: Uh, um, uh,
10: I'll go Detroit.
4: (gasps) No, no. sorry, Brett. It's not Detroit. And Tim, he would have definitely not Googled it. Tim, morning. How are we doing? (laughs) <laughs> good thing, good thing. Which te- Which NFL team holds the record for the most consecutive losses? Five. Uh, the Tampa Bay
6: Buccaneers. Oh.
0: Too good. Too good. Yeah! 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 Yeah!
5: Yeah!
4: yeah! Well done, me. You're in the draw, brother. Thanks to Oliver Channel. Good work. Good work.
6: Good work. Oh, that was sharp Are you taking and... me, bud? I'm Googling. <laughs> how well, how
0: many blokes you're... have you is got he? taking you, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get on
4: every person that's going to the draw you're not figuring it out everyone that wins it I'm like are we, how are you brother
6: you're
0: good? <laughs> yeah awesome <laughs> have a great day you need deep pockets Tim you need deep pockets good
6: stuff Tim well played again today mm. mate uh, remember Quizzy Dag every morning this time if you win Quizzy Dag you go in the draw to head to the Goldie 500 thanks to Willamette Travel what an epic prize it is and um, Daggy you keep going to that uh, that that class you go to mate so you can fold into a, a suitcase you can, <laughs> you get as skinny as you can, mate, like Pappenhausen. A seven away from oh. seven. We'll be back after this.
3: Hold on to your seats. It's The Run Home with Kirsten Beeve.
11: You know I'm a big uh, NHL fan after uh, going over of to America. Well, my team's playing. The New York Rangers are playing Pittsburgh up 2 nil as well in the second quarter. Do you know, have you ever watched a full game of NHL?
2: No, not live.
11: So if you haven't before, so they have three thirds, 20-minute yes. thirds and they have a 20-minute break in between the thirds. So you go, you play for 20, you have a break for 20 minutes while they uh, mount the ice and then, you know, fix it up again, and then they play for another 20, and then they have another 20-minute break and play for 20. Oddsies up. Well, we were sitting there saying, what does everyone do? The time just disappears. Everyone gets pretzels and beers and...
2: Because obviously they talk about the great show that is is NHL, well, as far as, is there a show on the ice in between?
11: There's a show on the ice. Yeah, brilliant. So there's things going on all the time. So you just don't even... The 20 minutes flies by. I sat there having a heart attack thinking, what am I doing here? Where do
2: the players go? Are they still ringside or no, are they disappear? they're
11: inside. They disappear.
2: I'd be fascinated what some of the older players do to keep that back from stiffening up.
11: Mm, massages?
2: I'd be staying vertical. I wouldn't be sitting down. What would you do? I'd have to stay standing. For 20 minutes? I'd have to. Uh, to be fair, I'd Super Rugby a
11: 15-minute break, but you've only got that once. You've Is got, it 15 minutes now? It's 15 minutes. You've only got two... You've got two 20-minute two breaks. You've got a 40-minute gap during this game. Anyway, I love it. Yeah, I love the ice hockey now. Uh, but we're going to get into some of your texts because uh, with Ash Taylor announcing his retirement at, well, the young age of 27 due to a hip injury, we thought, whose careers would you like to have extended? Whose careers would you like to have redone without injuries maybe? And you've answered the call because... There's plenty that Beaver and I were forgetting. Uh, who could forget Nehemi on a scudder? Yes. That's what Giggs pointed out. He had that remarkable season in 2015, didn't he? Where he was a standout in Super Rugby, Bolter in the All Blacks, won a World Cup.
2: Scintillating in that World Cup. The final. Scored a try just in front of him in the World Cup final. Unbelievable.
11: And then where is he over the last few years? Well, we know that he's gone through um, some horrific injury issues, multiple shoulder surgeries. Every time he tried to come back into rugby, it seemed like he would have another setback and another setback, which is such a shame. Absolutely. Since he was only just introducing himself on the scene.
2: Oh, I know. Here's an interesting one introduced by both Richard and Jerry. Uh, Jason Goldsmith comes to mind. Huge talent. Uh, late 80s, brilliant fullback, 19, when he hit uh, the finish up.
11: Tell me more about Goldsmith.
2: No, you might, I, I, I know, the Goldsmiths, I know there's, there's a Goldsmith of yesteryear, uh, played for counties many, many moons ago, but it's not that one, uh, but I think is related. Uh, another one, Nicky Allen, taken away too soon, that was from Mike. Uh, here's one, of course, Martin Crowe, retired through injury with a lot more runs still in there and obviously gone too early just in life, but his knees gave up on him as far as his Batting goes.
11: But he'll still go down as one of the greatest ever.
2: If not our best. So
11: it's just like the the Andrew Johns, isn't it? (laughs) Which is incredible to think. And Jonah. These people still had more to give, but they still go down as absolute legends in their field.
2: And we we still almost feel a little deprived of what could could have have, been. been. been? Jamie's offered a few for us. Michael Jones, yes. Chris Kens, Jacob Oram. That's from Jamie. Nice, Jamie. Uh, hey team this is an interesting one you're tough to convince me Um, hey team what about Richard Kahui he's gone on for a lengthy career now but during his prime the poor bugger was riddled with shoulder injuries no you're right we don't have a name to that but you're right Um, he was in his prime He, he ended up leaving New Zealand in his prime because he quite rightfully didn't think he had too many more years left in him and thought he needed to Get cash in on on his career, and he ended up playing many years in Japan. But it's a shame that we'll never know how good he could have been. Um, he could have pushed for a spot in amongst Mar and in the Snake. I know they are our greatest midfield combination of all time. But I I think if he had been our to stay injury free and in his prime, he would have been knocking on their door very hard. Um, and I'm sure they would have rotated and, and found time for all of them. But, uh, yeah, bit of a shame, that one, and that's the last time you'll ever see, hear me saying something nice about him. Um thought it
11: was out of character. Very be.
2: out of character. Well, no, he's not listening. You've uh, that I, one to him and I. <laughs> this one I like from no, Anthony <laughs> in Rotorua. Hey, guys, great show. I know it's not an injury, but would have liked to have seen Jesse Ryder fully involved, committed. Jeez, you're not wrong there. He, for me... Cursed. One of the most
11: talented cricketers oh, that we've ever seen, but
2: but even so, can like, we
11: say wasted talent? Is it?
2: Yeah, I mean we we could say wasted talent in, in some assets, but still, like his test batting average for all the so-called pitfalls of Jesse, his batting average man I would hate to think where it would stack in New Zealand I because it was stupid. It I'll look it up in the airbreak. It was still north of forty odd. And as a New Zealand batsman, you just don't have that. He's a phenomenal cricketer. And, you know, like I think back to that Great World Cup we had here in 2015, and I think probably just a year before they sort of cut ties with Jesse. Well, if you chuck Jesse into that mix too, oh, oh, absolutely. I'm with you there, Anthony. Uh, Yeah, not necessarily an injury, but certainly a mulligan on that career. Yes. Excellent. Absolutely.
11: One's come in from Brendan, and um, with this name, you've actually got to sing it, Beav.
2: No, Chuck Ryan.
11: Big no, I know. the last one.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, you know I'm not a very good singer. Oh, it's another singer. Uh Wasaki Naholo. Uh absolutely. Uh Big James Ryan, all black very young, and uh played Colts with Big Chuck actually and uh Kurt because of injury. And yeah, Duncan's coming, Shane Bond as well. Brendan another one, Corey Anderson, talking about that two fifteen World Cup run. He was one of our stars. Another one you gotta sing as well. <laughs> The yeah. chemical mammalian. Yes, jeez. Uh, These are good. Keep this them coming.
11: Double A, double three on the text line. Uh, whose career was cut short because of injuries? and who would you love to have seen more of? A double three or call us up. we would love to hear from you.
3: You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast on SENZ. Uh,
6: Friday for me, lads. I'm off tomorrow morning heading duck shooting on Saturday. Duck shooting, one of the great joys, Izzy, is what you come back with, which is hopefully, if you're not half bad, you can end up with a duck or two. Roast duck. Just delicious. Mm. And my mother does a beautiful roast duck. Obviously, this weekend coincides with Mother's Day. Can you have a favourite dish your mum used to
0: do? Uh, yeah, I still do, mate. Every time I phone... Uh, I go home, back down to Taranaki, I phone mum and ask her if she can put a pot on, which is uh, pua, pork bones, um, dough boys, and make her famous fried fried bread, which um, is tafito. It's an old old bread from her mother oh. and her mother's mother, which is just out of this world. Double eight double three. we have a fragrance from the Chemist Warehouse for Mother's Day this weekend.
6: The house of fragrances is Mother's Day. There's so much variation and variety there with Chemist Warehouse. What mm. is the meal mum makes or the mum in your life used to make? or What is that one mum meal that you just crave when you get a little bit anxious or you get a little bit tired, you just want to go home and hook into what is it? Is it the roast duck? We've got a fragrance from the Chemist Warehouse for you. Double eight, double three. get them coming through, Daggy. Oh, yum. Yum roast duck. We had it the other day, Louis, and Daisy made up a nice wee dish. But mum's
4: roast lamb. Mum's roast lamb with some duck fat potatoes, cauliflower cheese sauce, nice gravy made from all the drippings from the roast. Oh, you just can't beat it. Anyway, coming up, we're going to chat to Rickard and... CEO of the Jockey Club, Tim Mills. We've we'll actually craving a McCafe about now. Here's Ado Ha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building.
1: Mum this Mother's Day. Find Kylie Minogue, Darling, 75 mil, 29.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit KoganMobile.co.nz.
3: This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SCNZ.
4: Morning, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ Thursday, the 5th of May. It's just after 7 o'clock. We got Tony Kemp and Louis Herman Watt in the house with myself, Izzy, and the crew cooking up a storm in the back room. Well, we asked you, what was your favorite meal that mum cooked you? And we got some text messages coming through. Morning lads, I'm 31 and no roast comes close to my mum's roast pork with all the trimming, succulent meat down in her homemade gravy with fresh buds, carrots, kumara. Mm. And to top it off, freshly made Yorkshire pudding with a pool of gravy in the top top for dipping. Wow we I'll take it for breakfast. Oh, that just makes me hungry. I love a cold roast pork sandwich the day after roast. Oh, another one. That is from uh, Matt from Christchurch. Keep those text messages coming through, your favourite dish. From Mum, another one from Mark. Hey boys, I know it's uh, YUK for a lot of people, but a ma- uh, yuck for a lot of people. <laughs> but Mum does lamb fry and bacon. Oh, delicious, it's out of this world. Absolutely it's all delicious. About the prep. Lamb's fry soaked in milk overnight and mm. bacon from the local butcher of at least four generations. Yum! That is from Mark. Keep those text messages coming through, and you can win a fragrance courtesy of the team at Chemist Warehouse for your lovely. Mother. All right, boys, I know we're going to get off to Tim Mills very, very shortly, but have we got Country Clueless today?
6: We can. not We can have Country Clueless any day.
4: Oh, well, I've just emptied my house out of water. Again. <laughs> mm, again. 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 So yesterday at five o'clock, I just need to top up the pool. <laughs> And I put the hose in. Oh, no. You forgot about it. I totally it. forgot about it. Can't blame the kids sister. And Daisy's just come in to give me the coffee. And she's like, hey, did you put the hose in the pool? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's like overflowing outside. And uh, the hose is And I said, yeah, it's been going for about 14 hours, doll. Um <laughs> Sorry, can you go check the tank of water in? So... Ah uh, man, I oh, just country clueless Israel. Set an alarm, you mug. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, that's my little duck today. I've Got to try and sort out the water.
6: what does that do to the, the um, what does that do to the like the pool yard with before the big di- the big oh, judging it's just,
4: day? It's flooded, but lucky it's <laughs> raining, so it kind of <laughs> it just doesn't really stand out that much because it's got wet here and trying to make a duck pond. Um, that's why it's. Yeah, yeah, just stuck season. And, and that's why it makes sense that there's a synthetic track down in Crosschurch because today marks the day that it's going to be open for the first day of racing at Ricketon. And well, it is raining out there, it's overcast and it's looking yuck. And we're going to chat to Tim Mills, who is the CEO of the Ricketon Jockey Club, and he's on the line right now. It's an exciting day. Tim, good morning. Very good morning Lily, good
8: morning boys, good morning New Zealand and good morning to Norm Stewart who's texted me to tell me he's sitting in his tractor going around his farm waiting to listen to us this morning.
4: Beautiful. Beautiful. Normie, good morning mate. Um, hey Tim, exciting day for the South Island Synthetic Racing Track. Today's the first meeting at Rickerton. Mate, tell us about the journey to get to this day. Has it been pretty smooth and effortless, or there's been a lot of the hurdles you've had to jump through?
8: No, we've had a very, very good run from when construction started uh, in January last year. It's been hugely exciting. Um, you know, one of the great mm-hmm. things about this job is there's something different every day, and you know, being involved with a project that's altered the face of a 165-year-old sports ground is is pretty exciting. Um, it's been a terrific project headed up by a young man called Renee Nielsen from Cambridge, who was. Uh, the original engineer at Cambridge, when he worked for Coxwell Surveys, now on his own, Paragon Civil, and Rene has been the consistent um, personality through the two tracks uh, built to date. He's also involved with the one at Alapuni. Uh, he made mm. the job very easy. We've had some other wonderful contractors, notably Fulton Hogan, who were the uh, the main uh, builders of the uh, of the drainage, the shape of the track, the uh, the profile of it all, and all the subcontractors mm. uh, that, that went with it. Um, so, you know, we actually, they kept saying to us how the weather conditions and the soil conditions were, were perfect. Um, we had a bit of a problem, of course, like everyone did in New Zealand when COVID hit, and that delayed things. Perhaps mm. uh, we might have lost a month, uh, five or six weeks, perhaps. But other than that, everything went very smoothly.
0: Hey, Tim, it's Kemper here, mate. I've got a really good uh, wet tracker that we like bringing down to Rickett in, in the in the middle of the, the wet season, but um, with this new synthetic track, how are the horses going to going to take to it? Do you think they like that track?
8: Look, I think it'll be like all tracks, Tony, and I, I think I know the fellas you race that horse with, because we, <laughs> you know, I remember many years ago, you turned up as part of a bucket list trip to the West Coast Kumara race. That's
0: exactly right. And
8: uh, I remember having a beer with you at the Recreation Hotel with the two Sharrock brothers, and I suspect that's the horse you're talking about, but... Uh, <laughs> Yep. The main thing to remember, of course, is that the grass tracks are always number one. They are the main races. So you know, races like the uh, like the Winter Cup will be run on the turf. The synthetic track is for the midweek meetings to allow us to run more meetings. And a classic example of the day is this week, where we'll be racing on the poly track today, Thursday, and two days later we'll be running on the turf uh, for the day that's got the the two group uh, the two listed races. So you know. It will be a track that probably appeals to horses that don't handle the real deep stuff, Mm. but it's designed to allow more racing to be run on the one venue and to get those progressive horses through the Maidens and through the 65s, and and then they'll find their place and we can run the the big races on the the Saturdays on the the turf.
4: Mm, Love it. Love it. Exciting time for for South Island Racing, mate. Just for our sandwiches out there, can you strip it back and just... What is actually a synthetic track, and how, how are they made, and what goes into it?
8: Yeah, you might not get me off the phone till 8 o'clock, because I love talking about this. It's been such an exciting project. But, uh, the, the basic, um, if you like, when they strip the track, they strip the surface of the race course right back down to the pit run of the Canterbury Plains. Uh, they then shaped mm. it and built it up with a couple of roading level uh, grades called AP60 and AP40. They then put a, a level of chip seal, just like you'd see on a road. There's curbs either side and there's drainage that runs to an inside swale drain and soak holes all around the inside of that level. On top of that road uh, chip, they put about 40 mil of loose shingle and then a, a porous asphalt, which I didn't know existed, and that's something when you the old saying you learn every day. Um, big, thick chunks all held together with asphalt with a lot of um, voids through it. So that then uh, ended up with a, the race course, which is 1914 metres round. Uh, 360 metre straight, 6% camber on the home turn, uh, 4% camber on the turn out of the straight, and 2% cambers on the back straight and the home straight. But all of that's designed to get the water down through the profile, hit that chip seal level, run to the inside and drain out into the, into the swale drain. And then the most important level is the last level, which is 150 millimetres of the polytrack. And the polytrack is essentially a mix of a specific grade of sand so Reed Sanders and Matt Chase from PolyTrack Scoured New Zealand so that the greater sand at Cambridge, the greater sand at, uh, at Rickerton, the greater sand at Alpuni, whilst it may differ slightly in colour given where they sourced it, should all be the same grade. Then there's a bit of um, rubber uh, rubber material and polyester fibre. Um, that's all mixed together. I can only describe it as a railway carriage-sized mixing bowl And a special wax that they've designed (laughs) binds it all together, and that gets laid at 150 mil across uh, the surface of that structure I described, and that's what they'll race on, and what they've been training on since August.
0: Lucky horses. Lucky, lucky horses. I hope, I hope, does that sound? I, I hope does you, that sound like I've said it before. Hey Tim, I hope you go yeah. down to the stables when those those Northerners bring their uh, their horses down and explain it to all them blokes how lucky they are. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. What does it do for racing? Like, what what does having a synthetic track do for racing in the South Island? You know, you know there's the, the Northerners up here, it's always about going Owlersley, you know, running in the Group Ones or Tarapa or whatever. What does it do for you down in Rickerton?
8: Well, what it does is it gives us a very consistent training surface that can be used every day of the year. Um, what it does is the weather, and we all know that, you know, when the weather hits New Zealand, whether you boys have played footy on it or, or we've just uh, watched horse racing, it gets wet, it gets slushy, it gets muddy. So the grass tracks, the plough tracks become unusable, but the, the synthetic track provides this wonderful training surface that's consistent, and you've only got to read the story on today's uh, Love Racing. Anna Furlong, trainer here at Rickett, in describing it, um, that it gives them a wonderful, consistent training surface. We can run trials. As a racing club, it means it's a lot easier to, to repair back and get ready for the next day. You know, one person in a tractor, two and a half hours, it's ready to go again. As opposed to having eight or ten people with rakes and soil and seed wandering around for three or four days patching back a, a grass track, um, it provides more racing here at Riccarton. So, as, as you know, it's one of the, the, the spokes of the wheel of the revitalisation of the sport. Not a silver bullet by any stretch, but it's at one of the planks of the, of the revitalisation. We'll be able to have more racing here at Riccarton. Those early class races can be run close to the horse population so the owners and trainers don't incur big expense by travelling long distance for the maidens or the rating 60 races as we're about to introduce and then it means we can still almost protect our track if you like for the Saturday meetings with the big group enlisted in the richer uh, rating 74 and 65 races so you know it's just, it's just part of the evolution of the sport and uh, gives us something pretty exciting to work with and it's, it's an investment not in the next one or two years. You know, it might be 10 years before we see the re- real benefits when we can build more stables mm. and perhaps have another 100 or 200 horses and work uh, at Rickerton as the sport reinvigorates itself.
4: Yeah, love it, love it, Tim. It's exciting times. Before we let you go, mate, quickly, a form guide. How do we go off the synthetic track when we're trying to pick a horse? How do we know which horse will react better to these, uh, the, the new synthetic track and, and lead us into a, maybe a potential winner? Today, well,
8: I, I suppose all you can really do is go on the trial form that we've had so far. Um, obviously, mm. as the race meetings are held, there'll be a bank of form built up, and NZTR and their form line will have a synthetic uh, 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 bracket, if you like. So it'll it'll record the horses' form. Um, dare I say it? I'm probably going to put the kiss of death on myself. I think my mare can actually be a winner today. Race five, number five, she's recommended. <laughs> uh, saddle slipped last time after winning two in a row, and uh, she went a really nice trial on the synthetic to run third uh, behind a very smart horse called Chili Philly. So uh, she's recommended. I see the bookmakers have opened her at $3 in race five, so hopefully they're right. And uh, perhaps Shane uh, Kennedy and Anna along with Lady's Legacy has had two trials on the synthetic, one and both, that's race six, the... Uh, the maiden over the 1200 metres. So, um, seven race car here today, so there's two to perhaps, uh, you know, might, might be little fish of sweet, but hopefully, they're a winner for you.
6: Oh, good to see you sticking your hands in your pockets so they find that CEO salary, Tim. She's recommended 330 into 280. On you, mate. On you. Good on
8: you. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my salary seems to go on racing shares of horses, but you can't take it with you and you may as well do what you enjoy
0: doing. <laughs> Heard that plenty of times, Love Tim. It. Well done,
6: Tim Mills, CEO of Recorded Jockey Club. What an awesome achievement you guys have done! Congratulations, and enjoy the day.
0: Thanks, boys. Have a great
6: day. Cheers, legend. Awesome. What a result. And it is very, very good for the industry. So, um, like, it, it just gives, Kempia and it just gives horses an, an extra chance. It just gives them, horses that don't love to slush, it just gives them an extra chance. So, awesome for racing in the mainland. Horse population is continuing to come up north, but there are so many good
0: people down there, so. And they are. It, they are. They are really good people. And, and, you know, when we do go down there, we love going down there. The hospitality is outstanding. And it's such a good track. <sighs> It is. It's a well. That's you know. There's some of the the hidden. Um, gems of the country, really. In if, if you're not in a, if you're not in a horse racing, and you want to enjoy a day out, and you're in, uh, you you are in the South Island, you're in Christchurch these races at Riccarton, go along. It's such a good day. Addington's the same. Go along to the trots. It's such a good day.
6: Yeah, Cup Week, uh, SCNZ. We always love to have a presence. So Cup Week this this year coming in November, we will be there, and would love to see you as well. Izzy, Cody Nukorima, he is Gonski. Mm. Cody is Gonski. <laughs> He's off to the bunnies, and he has been missing with. COVID and then left out of this uh, week's Warriors side. We thought there was something strange happening. That is it. What does that do for the halves? Kempi and Izzy react mm. after this. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 18 minutes past seven. What do you think about it? Cody Nikarima? Surprised to see him gone? Disappointed to see him gone? 0800 That's the Kennard's Ataia phone line. We'd love to hear from you after this.
1: This day. Find YSL Parisian ninety mil one hundred and nineteen ninety nine at Chemist Warehouse and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile. nz.
3: You're listening to Baz and for breakfast on S E N Z. Of
6: course, Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. This Mother's Day, it's uh, your one-stop shop. We've got a fragrance to give you. The Real House of Fragrances. We're asking you, what's that dish your mum made? Or, what's that dish? The mum of your kids makes and you just love it's just kind of like that comfort food let us know on the Tampa Bedpost text machine double eight double three a good text on Cody Nikarima here from the text machine but Kimpi, when you saw that news were you coloured shocked were you disappointed what was that overriding feeling
0: no look I wasn't shocked because we you know even um, as recent as yesterday we talked about the current halfback stock and the, the, the halves that are coming in you know like the Cronulla halfback the Sydney City halfback that just signed Ussie um, from North Queensland. There, there had to be some movement. You weren't going to have eight halfbacks um, sitting around on your roster, you know, sucking up too much of your salary cap. So we talked about the movement. The, the, the question was what was going to happen with off-contract players such as Nikarima and and um, Channel um, Harris DeVito. So, you know, it's, it just happened. Just so happened, we talked about it yesterday and the movement happened yesterday afternoon that he's, that he's heading to South Sydney. Um, disappointing. Uh, no, I think it's more around uh, freeing up some salary cap. I think they paid. You got to remember that they signed him on the back of Sean Johnson taking up that million dollar deal to go to Cronulla, so he would have he would have picked up a big uh, a big a whack six. of that, mm. yep. And hasn't really been the the person that they thought that was going to replace um, Sean Johnson. You know, that was all down to Brian Smith making that really bad call uh, and and telling Sean Johnson to go and check the market right in his prime of his career. So. I think um for me my my worry uh Louis, is about where is the marquee spine player because I th- I I honestly believe is is he I honestly believe that Sean Johnson will retire this year.
4: You honestly? Oh, that's a that's a bit cool interesting mate uh Kimpy. You're always pretty much uh, on the money every single time so we will have to watch that. But I was quite surprised Kimpy with um with Nick Rima. Uh, leaving early and him being granted release I just think because obviously he's not playing and and he's there's other players ahead of him but I just think they're only one injury away from being panicked as you had Ash Ash Taylor retire uh, Sean Johnson with his body potentially only one knock away from going down you got Chanel Harris-DeVita coming back from his uh, testicle uh, injury Um, you know like so it's a tough situation for them. if they're only one in Drew Way then their stocks are depleted and who else fills in there. Like Reese Walsh potentially taking over at standoff and then Dallin with White going out to the back. So it's a it's an interesting situation they've got themselves into and um uh, if the, I was a Warriors I would have probably just held on to him in that just, just for that case. But then you don't want players to stay if they're not fully committed, so yeah, interesting.
6: Is he, is he not fully committed, or is his confidence low because he hasn't probably been backed in the way that we his would His confidence is gone. I think his confidence That's is gone, shot. Man. I think he's a shell of his player that, that he was at the Broncos. Uh, this text here, I think the reason Cody leaving is obvious. He's not been in the form, and signing Ronald Volkman from the Roosters has been named as next big thing by Australia Media. Mm. So he's behind He's behind Walker, Kerry, uh, Liam and Drew Hutchinson. So he's no way into that squad. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, we also have signed Luke Metcalf for next year, who's a half. The other thing for Cody leaving is he said he wanted to stay in Oz. Cheers, Ryan. Up the waz.
0: So hang on. I'm, I'm going to talk to that text, OK? Because because there's quite a bit of um, information in that text. One, the, the media haven't been talking up Volkman. Actually... You said it yourself, he's number five in the Sydney City Roosters ranks. He can't get in front of four other halfbacks. So what does that say about us signing the fifth, um, if you're looking at the register, the fifth uh, number seven from the Sydney City Roosters? So put that into context. The second part of the conversation is around Cody Nicorima not hitting form. Now, mm. it's not about him not hitting form. He was, he was actually signed and and took the money to, pre- to present form week in, week out on a consistent basis. Now it's not it's not the club's fault that he didn't um, step up to the plate. They paid him the money, you know. They they backed him. You know he didn't hit the form. I just don't think that he was ready to step up into that marquee marquee seat, mm. is he? And mm. you, when you say that you're one injury away from um, from disaster, they are actually one injury away from becoming a pretty ordinary spine. If they lose Sean Johnson. Mm. Currently, if they yeah. lose Sean Johnson in the mix, Cody's gone. Um, CHD's injured. I reckon. I reckon Sean Johnson goes down. He doesn't play the rest of the season without getting injured. Um, then have a look at where their spine goes to. It then mm. becomes one of the most dangerous. Dejan ordinary spine and- the saviour, mate. Well, <laughs> I love your. I love your passion, Louis. Seriously, I love your passion. He's not the saviour.
6: Well, how do you know?
0: <laughs> Trust me.
6: <laughs>
4: well Kevi <laughs> Kevin, can I just ask you this question if Cody Nakarima goes to the Rabbitohs and that's what it's been speculated he's going to head there and he goes back there he finds his form and he turns his game around and he starts performing for the Rabbitohs but he will find and his, and look, his this form there th- yeah, but this is the one thing that you, you just said before this ain't the Warriors fault but I've seen so many players go to the Warriors that have been in outrageous form. That's why they've signed them, because they've been doing their, their thing for their own, the other club. But they've gone to the Warriors, and they've lost their confidence. They've lost form. They've lost physical fitness. You know. So I've seen a ton of players over the years do that. So what's that saying about the Warriors franchise well, can on I, a team? Can I put it on
6: Super Rugby? Um uh, parlance is he so you know how people always have a crack mm. at the Crusaders? Oh, your salary cap cheats, you're this, you're that. You can't possibly mm. have that many good players. Well, what's the thing? Why do players want to come and play at the Crusaders, even if they're second or third on the depth charts and they might not be getting a massive contract? Why do they want to be there
4: because they want to have a taste of, of what it's like to be around, they want to win team members that want to work hard and want to win? They want to yeah, win. And, and
0: I and I hear what you're saying, is he 100? You know, like you're, you're talking about. The playing them out of form, the Warriors, and you're really having mm. a decent crack at the coaches, you know, like not being able to to create an environment where these players come from form into somewhere and perform, and then mm. and then kick on. You're talking about a Melbourne, you're talking about a um, a Penrith, you know what I mean? And yes, I I do yeah. agree with that. I don't, I you know, there's a there's a big conversation around that. What I'm saying, as far as not the Warriors' fault, what the worry, I'm, mm. what I'm talking about is contract, is contracts. They offered him, yeah. okay, at the time when he was killing it, a contract to take, because they had that money come into their pool from Sean Johnson, and he took it. Yeah. He took it. Now, he needs mm. to take res- some responsibility here to perform. Yeah. Okay? Now, I, I, I totally agree with you that the, wor- the Warriors do play mm. players out of form. they, they have That's the, the history. But he has to take some responsibility himself. Mate, he will go to sales yeah, under, yeah, their, sure. under their structure and system, and he will fire. i have Guarantee you then. Look, it. Look, uh, Warriors. Yeah.
6: Warriors. Friend aside. I'd love to see it because he's a Kiwi. He's a good player and he's a, he's a good dude. So, look, I, I hope that Cody Nikurime stands up. A couple of texts here. Looking forward to seeing the rebirth of Cody. They still have that six coming. eh, Kempi? Dylan oh, Brown. Dylan
0: Brown. Come on, brother. Come home. Look at Isaiah Papali'i.
6: <laughs> he left the Warriors and it's one of the top three back rows in the comp. Uh, it's kind of what but it, he
0: should never have gone. Yeah, and that's Isaiah a Papali'i yeah. should never have gone, Louis.
6: That's a different story. But I hear you, Kimpi, loud and clear. Hey, we're going to go around the grounds this hour before we get to the top of the uh, before we get to the news with Araha. Um, Real Madrid, Man City, nil. So the tie is still four three in favour of Man City in the second Champions League semi final. After this, we're going to get some more sports news headlines, and we've dug out a little bit of audio, we found an audio clip. We've checked the tapes from circa two thousand and eleven. I'll give you that very very shortly. Here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> D&D. We are 26 away from 8. 800 150 Cody Nicarima and the halves, or yeah, the halfback stocks at uh, the Warriors. What are we going to do in the halves combinations? Who is the key forward moving forward? If, well, Sean Johnson went down per se. Here's some sports memorabilia news from around the world. The Maradona Hand of God shirt has set an auction record. It has sold for $13.7 million New Zealand dollars. Now that is a lot of cash for a little bit of history. Staying with football, Real Madrid and Man City tied nil all. Yesterday it was Liverpool putting the pain on Sevilla. Jurgen Klopp, wow, well, he's a guy you want to play for. He's got a lot of Razor Robertson about him, and listen to him talking about the mentality monsters.
3: Before the game, I told the boy I would like to have to read the, the headlines uh, that uh, the, the mentality monsters were in town. Uh, with uh, 500 games, like it feels with the boys played, it's completely normal that a, situation, that a thing like in the first half can happen, but reacting like we reacted made it really special. I want you to be
6: the mentality monsters. I want them to be talking about us like we're the mentality monsters. I think that is very, very clever. Um, Button pushing via Jurgen Klopp. And from 2011, the files we go. At the start of the show, we're talking about Kempis' field goal prowess with his shoulder pads and his (laughs) um, just sweet, sweet timing of the pill. Uh, Daggy? Plenty of phases for the All Blacks.
3: Now we go back, and it's Dag with the drop goal. No
0: Not
6: not even a wee bit Is he (laughs) Not even a little bit That was a
0: droop goal (laughs) That was a droop goal That one Is he
4: Oh, you had to go find the footage, didn't you, <laughs> Louis? Kez, Joe, one of you. I'm coming for you.
6: <laughs> it's great, uh. mate. Well, um, it's it's pretty funny that World Cup semi-final. We were up. It was okay. Uh, here's a Texan, double eight, double three. Kempi. he wasn't killing it. He was coming off the bench for the Broncos. and He was playing well every second week. They were happy to let him go.
0: Oh, that's that's the point. He he, he don't you forget he was coming off the bench for the Kiwis too. If you remember, he played. He came on, played hooker in that Test match against Australia, and absolutely. Obliterated Australia. We're talking about sorry. yeah, Nickarima. and and that's what I mean. They paid him to come off the bench and be the number one halfback. They paid him good money. Mm. Um, what I'm saying is that you know maybe they should have paid him bench money if he and seen whether or not he really wanted to come to sit on the bench.
4: Mm. I hear yeah. no, 100%. If you. No, 100. If if you give someone the full cash, you know someone can actually. Some people embrace it, and uh, that's what I was talking about. Like before when play- players go to the Warriors, some of them have that accountability just from the get-go, from the starting age, young age, they've just worked hard, they have accountability, they they got toughness about them. So when they go to the Warriors, there is no second-guessing. But then some players probably need a bit of added courage and encouragement from trainers, from coaches to perform well. And I'm just, yeah, I've just been watching you know, the last couple of years seeing players sign big deals and head over to the Warriors and then just faded. And I'm just wondering if that accountability, that encouragement has been there. So, yeah, it's just something I've, I've always been fascinated about, Unc, is, is the Warriors' environment. And I've never been there. You've been there. And um, how we can turn that into an environment that's enticing uh, uh, my number one players around the country, around the world. Or even in our own backyard to stay here and be a part of
0: that journey. Oh, look! I believe they can do it because they've they've had it yeah, in fits and and, fit, and you know in yeah. fits and farts and you know here and there and bits and pieces. So I reckon they can do it. You know they just got to have the the mm. courage to do it. I just want to talk a little bit about that Cody Nicharim situation. I found myself in the same situation as he uh, back in '94. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd played at Castleford had a massive year. You know, it was a drop goal. We we held Wigan up in a final, and um, I signed a contract. Uh, to go to Leeds it was it was sort of, you know, done in the done in the in the dark and they actually thought that they'd signed Toward Nico. Um, that was the rumour, but they I never told anybody. And a kiss going from Castleford to Leeds, which is like fifteen Ks down the down the M um, one, is the worst thing that you can ever do, mate. They hate each other.
5: Hmm.
0: I mean, you know, you know hmm. what that English that English um, culture's like. So but but when I went there, as their marquee signing, mate, I snapped my arm. And not only did I snap my arm, I snapped it four times. And I just couldn't play any any consistent football. My nickname, you know what my nickname was there? Oh, probably probably the same it. as what it was at the probably the same as what it was <laughs> at the Warriors. Boo mate. Because every time I ran out on the football field, you know, Barry McDermott, you watch him on Sky TV, he calls, calls for Sky, um you know. Great player bears he got one eye to, I don't know if I've told you that story but anyway another for another time I used to run out and the crowd and my home crowd would go boo when they read my name out and so he nicknamed me <laughs> boo. He said, here he is. Boo. And where's the Where's the cry, mate? Right walking out. And not only did that, that they they you know, the English sing songs. And of course I'm I'm a bit dyslexic and can't hear properly. I couldn't hear what they were saying and I would be standing in that catching position to hand the ball on to Basil from a kickoff. And he would be laughing, mate, before kickoff. I'll get what you're laughing and He goes, They're singing about you. <laughs> and I'm not repeating what they were singing. But you know, I, I, I understand that Cody Nicarima. Situation, you know, sometimes it is out of your hands, but mate, if you get if you get um, paid to be a marquee player, you better step up. That's that's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, you cracked
4: me up, Uncle Man. I love story time <laughs> with Kimpy. Isn't that great? eh? just go from something stories, got to have example, and then come back to the situation. I love it, Kimpy. I love it. Hey, Kemp, just quickly, I know we're going to shoot off really quick, uh, Louis. Um, the nikarima situation, obviously, it's going to re- really. Uh, release some, some salary cap, potentially around three hundred thousand I'm reading, that's gonna be available uh, for potential signings going into next year or, or release the salary cap. So what are we expecting? Was this part of the plan? Original plan? Because we know there's a big signing coming. So was this part of the original plan? And are we gonna see someone pounce on that situation in the next couple of days?
0: Oh look I still think I still think so. I can't see you know let's let's think logically here. Okay. So all of these signings yep. they're they're two Number number three, number four from other clubs, you know, talking Cronulla, Sydney City, um, North Queensland Cowboys. It has to be a marquee signing. There has to be a marquee signing. You now, Sean Johnson, if he doesn't play next year, you're going to have a, a couple of kids running around directing your football team around. I don't think that's the best thing for the Warriors. No, and it's
6: not what they've said they're going to do. So you've got to trust that there is someone coming. Richie's asked that exact question, uh, who should the Warriors look to sign? And uh, Cody was on a 500 grand three-year, 1.5 million. That is an unnamed text. Uh, I'm not too sure if that's exactly correct, but I think it was something very, very similar. 19 away from 8. 0800 who should it be? Who's available in the first instance? Come on, you. you um, Everyone's fantasy. available
0: in the NRL. It's the, this. The other problem they need to sort out. Oh, well then p- 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 pick open, your, open, p- open up a draft window.
6: Put your shoulder pads back on, Kimpy. Let's sign you. up no, not shoulder pads, mate. These things are real. <laughs> <laughs> Licensed around the grounds with Rainbird. Up after this, you will listening to Badstancey for breakfast. <laughs>
3: Around the Grounds, with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water.
5: Oh,
6: Aotearoa Music Month. Lady Six. Lady Six. Yeah. That voice, you don't ever miss that.
0: Her father's a legend too. Vic. Kia ora, Vic.
6: Awesome people. Uh, loving all the music content we had yesterday with the crew. Great feedback on that. Sal's, let's go around the ground with Rainbird. Sal's NBL. Let's start here, boys, and we get to do a little extended version of it this week. If there is a game you're very excited about, double eight double what is the game, the match-up, the head-to-head that you are absolutely fizzing for this weekend? Double eight double three, the temper bed Post text machine. So we've got tonight at 7.30pm, Taranaki Ears versus the Hawks Bay Hawks. TSB Stadium, New Plymouth. Izzy, I know who you're tipping there.
0: Taranaki. Orcs, brother, all day. (laughs) All day. (laughs) Shall
4: we have a little bit? (laughs) Uh, No, 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 no.
0: no, no. Lunch.
5: Oh, you're both gutless. (laughs) Come on, boys. Lunch. Yeah, bro. Okay. Yeah,
0: I'll back back my brothers. I'll back my brothers. They've got to pull one out of their bag. They're playing at home. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll take that lunch off you. Oh.
6: Mark it down in the okay. timesheet, lads. We've got <laughs> lunch <laughs> on it. Uh, tomorrow, 30 pm Auckland to Atara. The new franchise versus the famed Nelson Giants. That's at Trafalgar Centre. And the Nuggets looking for redemption after 0-2 opening weekend. The Saturday, uh, the 5.30 against the Saints. Big, tough assignment for them. Let's go to the A-League. So the Phoenix came here and they split their games. Mm-hmm. But they need one more win and they are confirmed into the playoffs. Two games to go. And tonight at 9.05 at Combag Stadium, they play Western Sydney, who are below them on the table. Are we backing them in?
4: Yeah, backing them in. Tonight against the Wanderers. They're going to get it done. Got to, Got to get it done. This is their year. Ollie Sale was on the show. He's got belief. They know what it takes.
6: They're too good to miss the playoffs. He did say that. It was awesome to hear that kind of confidence, baby. Uh, tonight at 9.50, let's look at the NRL. Wow, we've been speaking about them. How funny is this? It's the Rabbits, Cody Nicolima's uh, previous, uh, next team against the Broncos. Cody Nicolima's last, last team at course Stadium in Sydney. Kempe?
0: Well, of course, it's Re- It's Reynolds. Um, first game against his old club revenge game yeah mate look and uh, they're going okay they're going okay the Broncos uh, my old wouldn't like to bet on it Um, they're a little Mm. bit scratchy south at the moment they like to play fast and they like to play wide and uh, unfortunately they're not moving that ball too quickly no Latrell Mitchell still Uh, look I'm going to go for for Reynolds having a fairy tale, mate and get in him
4: I'm saying Bronx up, I think they're hitting a bit of form. Tony Staggs in the centres, he's on fire. How so, good yep. was that last week up is...
0: against Ah,
6: Tolo- oh, It's blockbuster, mate. Mm. Uh, Sunday, 6 o'clock,
0: Sharks against the Warriors. They've <laughs> got to go to the Shire. Coming off a, coming off a loss, the Sharks, the worst time to get him, and especially Fitzgibbon saying in the press conference last week, they've got they got to keep the enthusiasm up, because if they're not on form... And they want to push for a top four, then they're going to get beat by, by teams what in the think? NRL.
6: Give it to us, Kempi.
0: Oh, Cronulla. I think Cronella at home too hard. Is he? Oh. <laughs> I want to take the Warriors, <laughs> but hey, yes!
4: I'll take the Sharks. No! I'll take I'll take the Sharks. I'll take the Sharks because I'll stop the Sharks from winning. It's like uh, horse racing. I'll
6: stop <laughs> the Sharks from winning and then the Warriors will get up. <laughs> huh? There you go. Uh, I love it. I'll Just take the, on a I'm taking the Warriors for an upset. You can Don't look at me like that, Kempi. Lunch? Super rugby this weekend Tomorrow 7pm Blues Rebels Eden Park Uh, Look The the, the Australian teams Are getting better But the the Rebels Aren't going to touch The Blues at Eden Park Even with Bodie Not playing Uh, Reds Highlanders Now that's an interesting game The Reds are 18 points Ahead of the Highlanders On the table Is he uh, The Highlanders Are up against one here Yeah
4: they're up against one for sure. I think I think the Reds will be too good. Um, they're coming off uh, a tough loss against the Chiefs outfit. Probably should have won that. Um, yeah, I think
6: they've got they'll be too too strong for the for the Hollanders. Awesome stuff. Uh, we've got Chiefs Brumbies Saturday. Force Crusaders. That's a huge game. Force with their tails up. And Hurricanes draw on Sunday at 3:30. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm tipping the draw again. I think the I think the draw are on the up big time against the Canes and the Canes will be thirsty for a win I don't know if they can and this is the one Is am I off it? Yeah Nah on honour I reckon um,
4: I'm calling that game in Wellington it's gonna, it's gonna be a cracker I'll be really impressed with Fiji and Darua. Um they, they just unle- that was the exciting thing when you welcome these new franchises in from the islands because how good is it when they unveil new players that never really had an opportunity, haven't had the limelight to, to showcase their skill and get Harbosi on the wing, just yes. ripping it up. And then you got got the captain, Delin Lalangi, uh, doing grubber kicks, playing number six, mate. Oh, I think, because the Hurricanes are still yet to figure out who their spine is. The, Hurricane the 20 is. They plus. They haven't got oh, a 10. Get off it. You reckon <laughs> no. Hurricanes 20 plus aren't cool? Lunch? Lunch? in it. Lunch? stay in that A lunch lunch
0: yep I'll take lunch on that one oh.
6: <laughs> you can't resist it uh, one last one for me UFC 274 Charles Olivia versus Justin Gaethy we've got Michael Chandler and Togi Ferguson and Jenna well.
0: Fabian mate Jenna, Jenna Fabian from New Zealand yeah she's a she was a really mm. good track star Jenna um was a partner of Frank Paul Noah and now is in the in the uh obviously in the UFC and, and fights us this, this weekend. Yeah, bang on Ken B.
6: Great point. Rabbitohs beat Broncos this week, says Chris, no Haas or Capewell. Uh, and whoever's the Roos, whoever's playing the roosters, that's from Mark. Don't mind that from you, Mark. And then I love this from Thomas. Looking forward to Pataya. Partia. Partia, sorry. That's uh the Naki?
0: Okiawa. Senior thirds rugby game this weekend. Their yeah, for the Partier Boys. Love it from Thomas on
6: 8833. That's around the grounds with Rainbird, the intelligent use of water pacing for purpose. Up after
1: this. It's Mother's Day. Find Kylie Minogue, Darling, 75 mil, 29.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz.
3: You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
6: SCNZ alright let's go pacing for purpose hrnz.co.nz live the dream get involved with Harness Racing New Zealand ownership uh, all the opportunities to form on their website we're doing it for Child Cancer Foundation fellas $50 last week we just got stung with self-assured getting rolled as the thirty mm.
0: favourite happens. Kimpy. what are we going to do this week? Well I'm going to get it back okay I'm going to get it back and I'm going to go to Eddington race 2 tomorrow night um, and we're going to double up on Frank Endicott's tip. Is it that horse? You've oh. been, you've been, you've been like this a few times in your life. Love struck. I only once. <laughs> Love struck. <I> only once. <laughs> <laughs> Number six Uncle, race to Addington tomorrow night. Uh, Natalie Rasmussen in the cart for Mark Purden and Hayden Cullen. You know, tipped out by Big Frankie, Cranky Frankie. Can go back. The back should be too good. Ooh. Mm.
4: Him. I like that, I like that, I'm just having a look in the field right now Unk, There's uh, the Coleman, it's had a one start for one win ah, So Can't lose Most likely come out raging not favourite, wouldn't it? Yeah,
6: it'll be short
4: we'll I told you f- I'd get it
0: back It'll be
6: short for that stable But we're just trying to double up <laughs> in the name of Child Cancer Foundation Pacing for purpose, head to hrnz.co.nz And uh, we'll go on our Greyhound charity run at some stage this morning as well Daggy
4: Beautiful. Coming up, we're going to chat to Ricardo Christie, former WSL surfer. There's lots going on in the surfing world. Cuts galore. Superstars missing the cut. Wow, it's all happening over at Margaret River Pro. Coming up shortly, Ricardo Christie. I'm going to go get him at Cafe Coffee right now. Here's ha with the news for Cubota. Together we are shaping and building Aotearoa.
1: Mum this Mother's Day. Find guest seductive. 125 mil, 34.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This
3: is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
4: Good morning Baz and Izzy for Breakfast SCNZ, Thursday the 5th of May, Tony Kemp, Louis Herman White and myself bringing you this last hour, big hour ahead of us, we're going to talk some surfing shortly, WSL, cuts galore, mid-season cuts, it's all been changed, a new format for the surfing, I've got it right here in front of me, mid-season cuts, the finals, there's a WSL finals, the top five will compete at one event uh yeah i could read all the changes if you want me to let me know there's right in front of me there's changes galore going on in the surfing world and we're going to get ricardo christie on to react to what's happening over there in the end of the show we're going to talk to all blacks conditioning guru nick gill he's been over at the australian iron man competing and i also want to ask the question about this year's all blacks team the fitness i know back in the day he wanted his big boys to be mobile uh fit uh, you know, energetic around the field, but maybe with the tides changing and, and seeing what the north is presenting a physical dominance up front, uh, maybe a bit more lifting in the gym for our big boys, and uh, just some real dominance in the front row area. So, wrapping it, looking forward to that conversation later on in the show, and there was a text message here about talking about the NBA and his um. His kind of multi put on yesterday. I had a look at the NBA. How good was Ja Morant? Forty-seven points, dominating Golden State Warriors, and then also Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum um, destroying. Was it Uh, Jason Tatum? That's the actor, Israel. Come on, get it right. No, that's it. Where is it? Yeah, no, that's it. Jason Tatum. (laughs) He was uh, (laughs) twenty. That was right. He's twenty-nine. No, not Jason Statham. Jalen Brown. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. Jason Tatum. Sorry. Hey, mate, just on there.
0: Twenty-nine points. Yeah, just on that bet. Yep. That was a fair bit yesterday too. Mm. I think it was like, it was on. It was.
4: I don't know if it landed. Did it land? He had Giannis for a triple-double. Nah, he didn't land it. So it was Giannis for a triple-double. and They got tipped up by the Bucks. He was pretty close. Giannis was uh, 28.7 assists, 9 rebounds. Mm. And then he had Ja Morant for a triple-double as well. And Ja obviously went off. He got 47 points. Um, where is he? 47 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. So pretty close. That was paying 27 bucks at the TAV for that multi. So Ben missed it. Um, but yeah, we got to talk some WSL right now, and it's time for our Thursday Mick Cafe Coffee catch up because the World Surf League has just completed its latest championship tour event at last night in the Western Australia Yo- local young gun Jack Robinson knocking off the great John John Florence in the final of the men's Margaret River Pro event to become the first Aussie since 89 to win the famous event.
3: Jack Robinson wins at home and is the champ of the Margaret River Pro. What a moment for the young Australian. He's done it on home soil. He's been the best. He gets the win. Jack
5: Robinson is the champion.
4: While Jack Robinson and women's winner Isabella Nichols will be more than stoked with the efforts, there was three words which hung over the event in a brutal, brutal way. Mid-season cut. This year the WSL has implement, implemented a mid-season cut where only a portion of the Championship Tour competitors progressed to the second half of the season. The rest heading back to qualifying series. It's all up and going over there in the WSL. we got the one and only Ricardo Christie who has been there, done that, been a part of the WSL. He's on the line now. Morning, Rick.
9: Yeah, brother. How you doing, man?
4: Good, mate. I know you're busy. You're selling real estate in Mahia. So if anyone wants to buy some land over in Mahia, go to Ricardo Christie's Instagram. He's a real estate agent now, but he's also a surfer, <laughs> mate. It's all going on. What's happening? Yeah. Do, do you like the mid-season <laughs> cut or, or you're not a fan? Uh,
9: nah, I'm not a fan, bro. I, I reckon it's a, it's a dumb idea. It, um, mm. it actually came in it came in just before I qualified for the first time. Um and there was a I don't know, I don't know if you've seen it. A, a lot of surfers have. Bobby Martinez did a he he won a heat, smashed a heat and then he um pretty he dissed the whole idea and then got banned from the tour. It's a pretty infamous um little video clip from Bobby Martinez, who was one of the best surfers in the world at that point and he um basically quit because because of it. And he would have made the cut. But um yeah, it's just unfair, mate. Like everyone grinds along and tries to get on tour and and mm. when you finally qualify you gotta get used to all the new venues and all the new waves. So it's an unfair advantage for all the all the veterans to just stay on tour. So so what yeah, what's the reasoning behind it,
4: Rick? What what's the what's nah, it's a good <laughs> rant and I'm the same as you. I, I don't know why they're doing it, but there's a reason why the WSL have, have gone down this path. Do, do can you give us an understanding of why you think they're doing it?
9: Yeah, I think they're just looking for clickbait, trying to get viewers more engaged, and the heartache mm. that all these guys who get who get cut um, have to go through. They, I couldn't even really watch the entire thing yesterday. I know, I know a few guys who missed out, and um, you know they were poking the camera mm. in their face, and oh, it was just heartbreaking, eh? <laughs> yeah, these guys rec- yeah. so hard to get there, and then you know it's. It's just, yeah, it's tough. It's already pretty tough because you've got to be away the whole year and, um, yeah, just mm. making it work and then, yeah, it just got harder.
0: Yeah. Uh, hey, Rick, really good to hear it from a, an athlete's perspective. You know, Sally Fitzgibbon coming out mm. of the water in tears and, you know, um, the petition that they've they've started to sign to say that this thing doesn't work. I've been trying to make sense of it myself. Um and can only think about it being in and around media rights and more money for the sport, and trying to trying to get them. Uh, I don't, I don't know, trying to get people interested, like you said. But my question for you is, like, the mental health of these athletes that have been on it for so long, the likes of Sally Fitzgibbon, the likes of uh, Owen Wright. What, what had the, if you know, by talking to um, the people on the tour, what had the WSL done to put in place to make sure you know this this um, obviously mental position that they find themselves in wasn't going to happen because it''s, it's made blowing up
9: yes yeah, like to be honest I don't I don't think there's anything that's being implemented to, to help everyone mm. um, like with you know getting through this it's the reality of it is is these guys have to travel around the world to qualify for the tour and in this in this um, era that we're in this COVID era, with it being so hard to travel to different countries and um, just all those hurdles, the extra costs, and then yeah, to to not have that security that you're on the tour because that's you know w- when you get to that tour that's where you get the prize money that actually sustains doing the whole surfing thing. When you're on the the qualifying series, that the paychecks barely. Cover any of your costs to get there. So you've got to, you know, in order to actually go to these events and try to qualify, you've got to you've got to have a bunch of cash behind you, which um, it's getting pretty rare. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really feeling yeah, every- for these guys.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, tough What's situation. That? I was just going through the, I was just going through the list of, of players of surfers that have missed out. You got on oh, right. He's obviously the big one you look down the bottom, I think this is injury force with Gabriel Medina, who um, was obviously three-time world champion, champion last year, you've got Connor Coffin, I'm um, looking at the girls, the women's, you got Mali Emmanuel, Sally Fitzgibbon, so you've got some genuine superstars. Do you think that the WSL thought about this? Because if we're not seeing the big names in surfing, you know, the McFannings and, and, and co, that they're going to lose viewership because of this?
9: Yes, for, for sure, like, Set up. I, I think it's set up so those those guys can. They have mm. all the chance in the world to requalify because they've they've had they've got all the experience. Um, yeah. they've, they've been to all these venues and there they are the best. Like they should be. They they probably designed it in a way that 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 mm. these guys, the majority of these guys, would all requalify. Um, the thing with the thing with surfing is is it depends on who gets the wave on the day. Like, you can have someone who you, you've never heard of win, a, like win an event against the best surfers in the world just because they're on a run and they get the good waves and they they surf mm-hmm. to their potential. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's a real hard thing to kind of to judge. But they'll be spewing that they've lost, um, for me, like Owen Wright not being at G-Land and Chopu. Like, that is, like, he... he would be um you know someone you put the money on to win that event mm. and like that's going to suck for, for me as a viewer um mm. yeah yeah t-
6: the backfire it's almost like it's backfired Reckon like you hate to say it because good guys and girls that have had to kind of feel the brunt of it but hopefully now they can kind of look at themselves and go let the wsl and go oh maybe this is something we need to reconsider. Um, I'll, I'll have to talk to you about a couple of the waves. So young Jack Robinson, uh, he's obviously from there. He, he surfs the box better than anybody. Like he's a total charger, isn't he? So to see him win on those kind of open faces and actually putting some calves together and then he actually went to the air. I don't know if you saw the final last night. He actually went to the air to get some momentum. We're pretty impressed by the actual surfing you saw of young Jack Robinson?
9: Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, I, I love Jack surfing. He's he's been really successful in Hawaii at uh, at the mm. likes of Sunset, Sunset, and Haleiwa, which are open face waves, kind of similar to to Margaret River. Um, yeah. He's got he's got a real nice style, and uh, he's he's a good kid. I actually um, I placed a bet on him with um, with a good mate of mine. It was a uh, my mate was like, Oh, I don't I don't think he's like, he's an amazing surfer, but when he first started the QS we were like, Oh my mate was like, I don't know if he's gonna qualify though, I don't think he can really get it together in the heat and I was like, Nah, he's <laughs> gonna get on, he's gonna kill it and, and we we bet a thousand bucks, which is like for <laughs> <laughs> <Poor>, a poor
5: surfer. <laughs> yeah. I was, like,
9: nah, like, I was like, Nah, I'm back <laughs> and like, yeah and he was like, Yeah. Weeks, so we shook on it and it took it took three years from that point but when he qualified i was just oh, it was so good it was a fun little game with my mate but um i was like yeah boy <laughs> <laughs> you're happy hey eh? you're happy rick man
4: you, you get a little bit on the side love it bro. love it like, hey quickly before we let you go ricardo ricardo um I just read in the news that the women, the women's the are, are going to surf Chopu for the first time, mate. And I know you've surfed it, and it's scary you've spoken about that. But how's this good, how's this, um, you know, setting the precedence for the women's surfing league that they're going to get an opportunity, opportunity to surf the big wave of Chopu?
9: Oh, yeah, man, it's pretty scary. I I just hope, I hope those girls spend some time out there and yeah. go early and make sure mm. they know what they're doing because it is, it is mm. dangerous, Um Feel like it's on the same along the same lines as the mid-year cut. They're just trying to get some um, some good stuff for viewers to watch. Watching girls going over the falls on dry reef is going to be pretty scary. Hopefully, it's not too big. Yeah. Hey,
0: hey, Rick, it's Kemper here, mate. I'm, I'm going to uh, we're going to just tack left here. Um, I'll ask you about the 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 uh, game of surfing and. And how it's just exploded in in New Zealand, you know. I've got a place out at Murawai, and I don't know if, whether you've surfed up there with the boys, but um, mate, in the last yeah. ten years, the the surfing scene has gone absolutely nuts. I was up at Shippies a couple of years ago, uh, as well, and the surf was pumping. And from yeah. the from the from the from the beach to the way out there at Mookies, it was cars galore. Personally I, I want your thoughts personally I think surfing is the biggest sport in New Zealand what's what's your thoughts on that
9: Yeah it, like in terms of in terms of participating like Yeah most most people have a surfboard at their house you know most mm. most um, and there's a lot of a lot of people getting their kids into it now too it's just for me it's something that everyone can do you can as long as you got a a board and a wetsuit or whatever some shorts you can go out and go surf it's all inclusive it's good for your mental health it's bloody fun mm. addictive it's like a drug <laughs> it's um yeah i i could i i think it i think there's a lot there's a lot of people that surf um in- yeah in comparison to to other other things mm. and they're kind of heading that way. It's more that lifestyle, active recreation stuff um, that people are getting into. I don't know.
4: Yeah, love it. I love surfing, mate. I enjoy watching it. I'm a horrible surfer. I can't even. No, no can hold up big daggy anyway, so I've got no chance. But <laughs> I've got a couple. I enjoy watching it, mate. <laughs> no, especially, yeah, especially when you were surfing, brother. It was enjoyable to watch. But we're going to let you go, Rick. Uh, we know you're a busy man. Give my love to Soph you, and the kids, and um, appreciate your time on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. Always good.
9: Cheers, brothers. Have
6: a good day. Cheers. Awesome, Ricardo, the yes. man. is Ricardo.
0: Mate, I saw him down in Fongamarra when I was when I was living down there. I saw him down there one day on a surf contest, and he was he was in the final. Mate, it would have been two mm. foot. It was so small, and this little set came through. And he was he was running last in the heat. They were calling the scores out on the beach, and he jumped on this two foot wave, mate, and made it just honestly tore it to threads. Made it
6: sing, yeah. and
0: and come out of the water as a champ. And um, that's when he had those curly locks, you know. As you know, he yeah. just walked down, looked like he had dreadlocks. And I was going, yeah, man, yeah, that fellow, he's got it going on. And um, next minute he's surfing all those all those waves on the WSL, man. He's one of one of, one of my um, my favourite blokes in surfing. He's
4: a champ, mate. The journey he's had to go through come from a from little old Ma here. I was lucky enough, I, I grew up with Rick, obviously Daisy's from Gizzy, and his um, his partner's Daisy's mate of honour. So I really got to um, get to know um, Ricardo and just seen the, the work he had to put in, like to mm. qualify, that's why he's so up and roars about it. To qualify the WSL when you're just outside, you've got to pay for your own accommodation, travel, you got to grind, sleep in cars, just to get on the WSL. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm here. But then you got to try and stay there. And back then, top 21, top 22, yep, yeah, you've got a good chance. Now they're cutting it, and even half in that. It's um, it's crazy times for the WSL, mate.
6: Yeah, it's, it is crazy, and it? And look, he, he's passionate, and so many people are passionate. Boys, listen to this. This is Owen Wright after he got cut. And, and Ricardo's right. This is what he was talking about, I'm certain of it, because they just shoved a camera in his face. Listen to his voice. Obviously, it needed to make that heat rain, hail, or shine. So pretty devoed Yeah, like, the reality is that I won't make the cut, just it's
2: not a thing, but um, rush it off. I know I'm surfing really well, but you know, I've, I've got a lot of life um, outside of the tour and, um, you know, kids and wife and whatnot. So whatever I do, it'll be a family decision and um, yeah, we'll kind of go through
0: the motions and what, what's next.
6: So five minutes after losing a heat, which has kicked him off the mm. tour, he's been on for a better part of a decade, charging the best waves in the world. He's re- contemplating retirement because that's the pit he's put himself in. And that's what you were talking about, Kimpy.
0: Yeah, look, it was a big shift. When I, when I um, you know, was sharing the story, I was like, man, this is a massive shift in, in surfing, uh, especially global, because if you think back to the days of Taj Burrow, Mick Fanning, um, Parko, you know, uh, Kelly, who's been there for, for donkey's know. years, mate, they were on the, they were on the tour forever. No, like there was it was harder to get off it and overnight what they've said to these guys is like halfway through the competition if you're not in the top ten you're out and we've just seen people mm. like through the through the quarters the semis in the final we've seen people make it to that cut um, based on that Margaret River um, pro so man I've been thinking you know trying to get my head around it I, it has to do with money. It has to do with money. Because you just don't get rid of Iron Ride overnight. Sally Fitzgibbon, mate, I don't know if you saw that footage. Yeah, yeah I did. Um Sally Fitzgibbon, like the, the other part of this, they they mustn't have thought about it. Sally Fitzgibbon, her major sponsors, you know what I mean? Discovery. Um like so she's got the the big the big bucks um coming in all through all of her personal brand and her sponsors. What about Paul Sally now? She's got. She's now not on the number one branding mm. site to 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 brand well, you'd this.
6: You'd hope her sponsors stick by okay, I think,
0: mate. Well, that's what that's what I mean. Where where was the thinking when this was put together? Because there should have that's been some reprieve brutal. for people like Nikki and and Sally.
4: Yeah, it's it's interesting times. I remember I was talking to Ricardo. we have got to get off shortly, but I was talking to Ricardo when a situation he was he was um, surfing in some races. He was uh, surfing some waves in competitions, and he was up against like the the face of the um wsl you know your, your gabriel medina john, john john florence and like he was just getting pipped by like 0. 0.4 and then getting knocked out of these world surf Leagues and i was thinking man is this pretty rigged is this like a, a system where they you know got <laughs> two faces do they put the young ricardo christie through or do they put someone like john john florence who is going to attract more viewers more sponsors and it's gone down that situation. Now they've done a backwards flip and they don't really care. So it's like a, it's a, it's a weird scenario, I reckon.
6: Uh, look, you, you're so right, Izzy, but it's like every sport. You know, the preferential treatment superstars get, we got to get off. Uh, the only other thing I'd like to say is I know what Ricardo's feeling like when he takes a thousand bucks off a mate, a full gorilla, gorilla for a handshake bet, uh, flippantly. <laughs> it's, um, uh, me and Rick, we might share some tales about that. Haven't forgotten. 23 minutes past 8 o'clock here with QMist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're
3: um, listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. We
6: do our Greyhound charity run up after 8.30 right now. It's tab.co.nz with Brendan Popwell still in for Paulie Moadi, the party. Pops, what are we looking at today, mate?
7: Hey, Louis. Right, well, I've got, got some good stuff here for you. First of all, we're the NBA. Uh, Miami and... Phoenix, are both very well back. So punters going with the home teams in the playoffs. But this is a multi you might want to get around. Mm-hmm. A $1,500 multi. Miami and Phoenix are in both their matches. Into race three at Rickerdon, La Crefoyda, to return $14,000 for a $1,500 multi. Now, of course, we've got the synthetic racing. This horse has won a trial on the synthetic. So race three, uh, runner number four uh, is the horse, and it's been back from five fifty into $4.50. And just quickly before we leave it, uh, there are two guys, we've got Bunnies uh, playing tonight, they've got the support, uh, 51% of the winning team in margin at on 12 and under uh, and on the head-to-head, and we've got a punter who's lined up big time here, a 3K multi, Broncos to win tonight, Panthers, Titans to win their match, Manly and Cowboys, all those teams head-to-head to return $76,000.
6: Some of the absolute mm. units out there, uh, the, <laughs> some of the units that these units are punting, pops. It's, um, it's what is my eyes Does the
0: account have the like the name Dag on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's
6: not me, it's
4: not me. Oh, I've it. got zero
6: point two six <laughs> cents. Yeah,
0: that's right.
6: Well, hey, you can um, hey, Daggy, you can text the show if you want a bonus bit. Thank you, pops. Good to chat. <laughs> All good. Cheers, team. I'm not kidding. Double eight, double three. What's your bet of the day? We have a $50 TAB bonus bet. What is your bet? Your multi? Send them through. Daggy needs a top up. You better text double eight, double three. What are we backing? Come on, folks. Help us out. It's half past eight. Here is Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. and S E N Z, your texts are coming, to starting to steam in, double 8833. Double uh, and remember, it's not just your TAB bonus bet you're looking for. The Chemist Warehouse is the house of fragrances. This Mother's Day, we have a fragrance to give you for a mum in your life. We're asking you, what's your favourite dish? Is it the Tateys? Is it the white bait fritter? What is it your mum makes that you just cannot get enough of? Keep those coming through on double 8833 double or give us a call on 0800 150 811. I'm sorry. Real Madrid, I don't think you're going to the Champions League final because Mahrez has just belted one, top corner. Man City go ahead in the 75th minute, 5-3 on aggregate. Uh, Madrid's going to have to press from here The be opportunities. I wouldn't be surprised to see City win this one 2 or 3 nil. We'll follow that throughout the morning. Uh, Izzy, you're talking about Ja Morant. or oh, man, he did have a massive that game yesterday, didn't he?
0: Moran handles it with his team up by one. Morant. The drive, the floater. Ja Morant
5: is
6: special. Yeah, he put Jordan Poole in an absolute blender to end the game. He's a freak D. Mm.
4: He is so good. If you want to see an athletic, athletic athlete, you go watch NBA with Ja Morant. His ability, not only he's so good in the dunk, like around the room he's so he's got hops galore, but around the perimeter too, he can actually shoot the ball. So He's only second year, I think, in in the NBA, or third year, and he's pretty much going to lead the Grizzlies. I think they've got a good chance to upset the the Warriors.
6: Yeah, well, you have to say, tied at one each, and you're right, Mm. he's in his third year, but he is a bona fide star. Even uh, LeBron James was tweeting that yesterday. Most improved player, how dare you put put some respect on his name. He is a star at 26 minutes away from Mm. nine.
3: It's the Great Greyhound Racing New Zealand charity run.
6: GRNZ.co.nz, head to greyhounds.co.nz for all your greyhound information. Uh, for Child Cancer Foundation this week, we're looking race five tomorrow at Addington. We're going to go with number two, Road Delight. Road Delight for Malcolm Grant. So there you go, another up and grade today, but it's drawn in box two, where it's won before. So that's where we're going, $50 on the nose there. After this, it's Nick Gill. And he's been in the hurt box. Have you ever done an Ironman, Kemby?
0: Uh, Not a full Ironman. I've done a um, couple of shorter shorter ones on a, over a Christmas period. But, um, yeah, mate, look, I've, I've seen those guys. Um, I used to watch when I was younger, watch that one. They used to do up in Hawaii. Um, just used to think, man, they're mental. Absolutely mental.
6: Yeah, they are a bit mental. Nick Gill, is he mental, is he?
4: Uh, look, he's special, mate. Like He'll jump on his what bike and he'll bike for like 10 hours or 11 hours, just non-stop. And I'm like, what did you do that for? He's like, oh, because I wanted to. So he's (laughs) mentally as as fit as they come. Physically fit. Mate, he's determined. And uh, he loves all that competitive endurance racing and getting involved. But I'm looking forward to this interview um, because I want to chat to him about the All Blacks and their physical um, preparation heading into the Irish test, going into the end of year tour. There's been a lot of emphasis over the years, and Joe touched on it yesterday with, Joe, um, you know, wanting to be a bit more mobile uh, around the park, you know, showing some dominance with physical, you know, uh, when, they're, when they're on defence, putting some physical hits in and things like that. So I want to ask him if he's thought of any ideas or any changes he's going to make for the preparation for the boys going forward, particularly in the front row, I feel, uh, you know, like... Uh, Particularly in the in the type five, if they're going to change up the training, if they're going to do something sort of different, to, so they can match the England and the French powerhouse, because we saw what happened in India tour. I think we just got physically dominated. So, yeah, really looking forward to that conversation with Gilly.
6: Let's do it. I, I think that's uh, they are exactly the points we need to hone in on. Uh, big All Allback season coming up, and Nick Gill he knows all about the rig being in tatters. Let's find out how his body's doing after the Ironman Australia. It is twenty three minutes away from nine. Nick Gill, after this. Yes, good morning, Baz and Izzy for
4: Breakfast, SCNZ. We're coming up to 18 away from 9. Before we cross over to Smithy, and no doubt Smithy with have a jam-packed show for you heading into the afternoons with Staffy. Right now, we're going to talk to Nick Gill. The last thing you ever want is your strength and conditioning coach preaching about getting into the hurt box without knowing what it's like themselves. Lucky for anyone who is trained by Nick Gill, that's not possible because he's quite simply as mad as they come. I can... Talk about that for sure, because he is crazy, crazy, crazy. Who walked bikes all day, every day, just for fun? Can't <laughs> believe it. Anyway, this weekend, past Nick, completed the Australian Ironman, and he went very, very good, and he's on the line right now. Gilly, good morning. How's the body, mate?
10: Yeah, how you, Izzy? Yeah, no, not too bad, mate. Starting to, starting to walk a bit normal now, but, um, yeah, still pretty jaded, eh? <laughs>
4: I bet, mate. Give us the stats. How'd it go for you over at the Australian Ironman? You competed it. You completed it. So you must be pretty happy.
10: Yeah, no, was, um, yeah, I didn't feel very good on the day. I was sort of feeling a bit average for the week leading in. But, um, yeah, I sort of just got, 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 gritted the teeth a bit and just gutted it out. And I managed to get third old, I guess. So I was pretty happy with that.
0: Nick, what about, um, can you fill me in here on some stats? Is he dead? All right. Yeah. Coming back, he's coming. He's, come, he's ah, coming back good. from NPC and the Super 15, 2011. Needs to make the All Black team. What were what were his, what was stats like? What was he stacking up like? What did you? What sort of program did you put together for him to make sure that Don't he was in the top skinnies.
10: four? Okay, well, well, yeah, interesting, interesting, Kempy. Like, um, I remember that day vividly. Actually, uh, Is he... Izzy actually was quite quick, eh? he, had some, he had some wheels on him and, and I remember him running through the lights and going, wow, man, this kid's fast and uh, and so he, he came with big raps from Wayne Smith and Smithy was sort of a big fan of Izzy's and, um, and then we put him through, uh, I think it was a phosphate decrement where you sort of sprint repetitively and have to recover and and as his wheels fell off after about two rounds, <laughs> two, um,
0: two, that and, many.
10: And then we, and then we, che- then we che- checked out his hinu, and he was carrying a lot of hinu. <laughs>
5: um, <laughs> I, I,
10: I tell you what, it was, it was unreal, like. Like probably, probably thirty or forty percent more than most of our props at the time.
4: Cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what year was that, Gilly? Uh, was that down at the Highlanders?
10: You, 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 your reason, your your excuse to me was you were flatting with heaps of dudes that had ate really bad food. <laughs> yeah.
5: So, so I think you.
10: You'd, You'd spend the you'd spend the super season at the Highlanders, mate, friend, and come
4: from the Bay. I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that vividly with Ted Henry coming down and and you guys being there, and he goes, Ah, is he? Are you looking a bit tubby? Like, <laughs> 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 like, what impression Jeez, too. You Ted. sounded just like him. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I went away, but, but I went away, first, I came back,
10: back. you though? Credit, credit, you said you have you halved your body fat, eh, mate. You did you credit to you did yeah. the and, and got it off pretty quick. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to, mate. I had to. How, I you had reckon, you how you breaking
4: now, is it? Oh, you similar to that day, or? actually, Gil. <laughs> 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 similar, <laughs> to that oh, day. Uh, retirement life, mate. We're not biking 400 kilometres a day like you. I tell you, Gil. You know, I didn't get you on my show to rip me out. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
10: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, brilliant.
4: Hey, hey Gil, Gil, I'll just ask you, oh, I know we're going to get serious here because we need to on bears and Izzy for breakfast, but before I was just asking the question, and you've been you've been a really big part, integral part of why the All Blacks have been so successful, you're innovating, your ways that you approach training, getting the boys in, in posi- position-specific... Pos- pos- ah, position pos- situation with the lads. So you've got the props, you got the middies, you've got the outside backs. Uh, this year, is there something new that you're trying to innovate for the for the all blacks going into June, into the NDA series, seeing what uh, France and kind of like the English the style, their real physical presence that they were able to instill, is there something different that you're gonna try and approach this year with?
10: Um, yeah, good question, Izzy. I I think um it's every is really different, eh? And and mm. I mean, that's what I love about the, the the challenge is that every year it's just it's just so different. Um, yeah, a lot of people are making a lot of noises about about the French and, and Ireland last year when we played them, and but no one remembers mm. the fact that we'd been away from home for four and a half months and, and the end of a long season, um, you know. And yeah. so so that that's sort of something you think about. Um, that the boys mm. are coming through a tough Super campaign, um, so really it'll be it'll be just trying to get the group back, back together and and assessing where each individual's at and, and what we need to make them the best in the world. So, you know, no, no, nothing's really changed there. We just need to keep trying to challenge the individual, see where they're at, and, um, and, and I suppose stimulate to a degree. You know, we're two years out from a World Cup, so so we've really yeah. got to start putting the foot down and, and be the the best team at that cup in, you know, 18, 19 months. It's only 18 tests away, man, and we're at the World Cup, so yeah. you've got to come around fast.
0: Yeah, and I know, I know you'll get them um, rearing to go to. Nick, would, the question I want to I ask, and because we've been talking quite a lot about, about the Ferns and uh, Wayne and Graham coming back to help out, obviously, you know, logic tells me that you've had a phone call from Wayne in and around what you think about the the fitness, um, the shape, and and the progress you, uh, he can make with those those girls going into their World Cup, has that phone call been made to you? And, and what do you think? What do you think they need to do as far as the hurt locker to get to get themselves ready for that World Cup?
10: Yeah, no, I had a couple of texts with Smithy, but um, but I but I know their S and C coach, who's come from the Warriors, and um, I had a good couple of phone calls with with him. Um, but I, but I think it's you know it's it's not rocket science. Like they, it was pretty clear clear watching them from afar um, on their tour last year that they were they were way down way down on where they needed to be physically, um, you know. And and that comes through a tough year of COVID and not a lot of rugby and stuff. But but I think really, um, and Wayne Wayne's great at this stuff. He understands the the fitness that's required. They'll be working really hard on the park. Um, no doubt and they'll be working really hard off it um in the gym so so I think it's just a matter of you know um setting those standards really high like I know that you know like you, you you saw what happened with Nolene when she came into the Silver Ferns where where fitness was deemed as a bit of an Achilles heel for the for the Silver Ferns and and she's come in and set some expectations and standards around fitness and all of a sudden you know they're world champions so so I think that that, that Wayne's no different. He'll have them. He'll have them working hard, getting super fit, um, you know, and 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 having a game plan that suits how, what his cattle can do.
4: Beautiful, beautiful, Gilly. Oh, we're going to let you go very, very shortly. Wayne Smith will definitely get them out of him. I was constantly getting pinched, pinched on the hips from Smithy, and he was asking me where I'm at and all constantly things like that. Uh, so he'll be demanding ex, uh, excellence, no doubt, there in the Black Ferns. Hey, uh, before we let you go, I just want to play you this little audio clip.
6: Every
8: time
10: I I swim past him, I kind of think there's a guy kind of drowning, but I'm like, oh no, he's gilly. There you
5: go. <laughs> the Hayden Wild was it? Yeah, the that's Hayden. Wild.
10: Oh, he he's a little creature. I tell you what, <laughs> I I wish I could I wish I could swim like him, mate. Gee, you what? <laughs> you, you watch him swim. You watch him swim past us old buggers in the lane. It's just like man. I think he swims faster than me just kicking.
4: <laughs> oh, mate, he had some chat on the show all about Nick Gill? It was some funny times, mate. But he's doing pretty well. Eh? He must be pretty impressed. I know you've been training him as well. Have you been impressed with that?
10: Oh, you yeah, know, just uh, just have him. Do I've got a strength program sorted. But he's um, no, he's impressive. Eh? He's impressive. Just, just trains super hard, um, and and you know really looks after himself. Has a real good balance. Loves fishing and stuff. So, no, he's an incredible talent for the future. That's for sure. I mean, he's already an Olympic medalist, so he's not really a talent for the future. But he's got a big career ahead of him. That's for sure.
4: Ah, oh, awesome, mate. Oh, how's how's the old man? I'm gonna let you go. How's old Ken? He's good.
10: Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good. I've taken out fishing a couple of times this summer, but yeah, we've got another trip planned in a couple of weeks. So. Hopefully get some poker, go get some big hard poker down deep. So we'll see how we go.
4: Awesome, Gilly. Well, you're a champion, mate. You've done a lot for me over the years. And uh, Ken, I've got a lot of time for him. All the best. Thanks for coming on our show. Take care and all the best for the rest of the season. Hey, boys. Take care. See ya.
6: Cheers, Nick. Awesome,
4: there you go, Nick Gill, he's a champ mate, he's, oh, he tells a funny yarn, I can't believe he said that, but I remember that vividly, <laughs> 2009, I started down at the uh, Highlanders, I went down there, my skin folds were, I think they were about 60, you know, they're, they're alright for an outside back, towards the end of the season, you think you're going into the season, you'd be, you know, in bad Nick, and then you work away and get better, end of the season, I think it was 130 mils, skinny, sum of eight, if anyone's played sport and you've had a sum of eight, that is a lot, the average prop? About one ten. Ooh, and I was one hundred and thirty, so I was twenty more mils. But um, the deep. What I south. tell everyone is, I was. What I tell everyone is, I was still carving up, and I was still the best in the team. But it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, going <laughs> up are, we're you to smoothie. You, you are too
6: good. Eh? It's, I knew you were going to say that as well. You're just too good. Um, Izzy, before we get off to Smithy, you're wondering why we're acting like geese in the in the studio. Well, yeah, Real, you're putting me off. Real Madrid have scored two goals in the space of six minutes. And deep into stoppage time now, they are tied on aggregate 5 all with Man City. So Man City were way ahead in the tie. And now after saving one off the line from Jack Grealish, they've gone down the other end of the field and they've scored two goals unanswered. This game will go to extra time unless someone scores in the last 90 seconds. Our Champions League semi-final, absolutely going off. We'll be back to award our Mother's Day fragrance and TAB voucher after this, then catch up with Smithy.
2: The kid is hard.